come to make a choice. It's time. I know what goes on behind the doors. I know because I saw it. I lived it. He is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D. Snyder Radio. I told you. Yeah, but D. Snyder. Ooh, where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Snyder. Let's play. worse than I originally thought, Beth. Tell me about it, too. I got a catch on Friday mm-hmm. after D-Day 2. I got to get back to Bridgeport to catch a 12.30 ferry, which gets me back to us at 2. At 2.30, the car picks me up to take me to the airport <laughs> for Germany. <laughs> That's tight schedule. Yeah. That's like packing today for Friday. <laughs> like, not even time to. I gotta try and think. Of, oh, what am I gonna need? What am I gonna do? That oh, sucks. I can't spandex, believe it worked out. Spandex, Don't spandex. Worry. Well, that's simple enough. It's, <laughs> it's in a very small overnight bag. <laughs> Boots, stockings, spandex. Boom. European carry all These nuts. It's in. It's in. It's in my nut sack. I carry it. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a small little bag. That's always, always at the ready. Ready to go, ready for action. It's in in a case that says break glass in case of gig. <laughs> <laughs> little little crab. Uh oh, gotta do a show. <laughs> Ripped it, take it out, and there I am. I'm off. Uh, so you're not gonna get to go on Superman Ride of Steel with us? No, I'm not it's gonna suck. I mean, I'm gonna have to make my apologies to the audience for not you know, hanging out and signing autographs. It's going to blow majorly. Because, you know, last year afterwards, we sat for yeah. a while and we met everybody, which, you know, I'm always willing to do in those situations. I'm more than happy to do that. So I'm feeling really guilty. It's going to be... It's gonna, I'm going to feel bad. And it wasn't, wasn't intended to be this way. Because wasn't um, D-Day originally planned for the longest time to be on the 22nd? Yeah. Yeah. And we had planned that, well, a year ago? Eight uh, months ago? Yeah. Long we had penciled ago. you know, we penciled it in, but so when I got this opportunity to do the Germany gig, I, I figured, okay. And I originally thought that was gonna be at the end of, of our vacation because we try to take vacation one week right after D Day. So I was like, okay, it's my second weekend of vacation, you know, I'll go and do that show. But then stuff happened and the date got changed. So now it's like a mad dash, which sucks because you don't get to you know, to savor the day. I just wanted to chill. I wanted my family to be up here. I really wanted to enjoy the moment. I mean, not to say I'm not going to enjoy it. I certainly am. But, you know, I hate when everything's, like, all bunched together like that. That sucks. So, what are you going to do, Beth? What are you going to do? I'm going to do a lot. Nick, I got to make sure I sign every one of those photos that we're giving out in advance. So, at least, you know, when you guys... Add your signatures to them. Everybody has a complete set. 
from the ensemble cast. Big stack. Yeah, well, I've signed, I've signed big stacks before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, sir, Baba Rooney. Um, I've already planned the D-Day three poster. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm already. I'm like, I try. I like to try to be ahead of myself. <laughs> okay. Apparently, a year, a year and four days ahead of myself. Exactly. I've already got ideas on that. Because, I, well, I'll tell you about it later. That's all the new D-Day posters. They look awesome, though. Have you seen them yet, Beth? Yeah, there's one in the office that looks really great. Oh, cool. Because I, I saw one, and, and of all people, Chris Dutilli had one hanging on his wall. <laughs> okay. Oddly, I didn't have one. No one from the show had one. And I said, hey, where'd you get that? He goes, oh, oh me and Paula got him. Who is this Chris Tutilli, and why does he have a poster? <laughs> Certainly, I didn't award it to him for his fine work with the internet. <laughs> is this guy doing anything now, by the way? He's never out of that office. He used to be so hands-on. Hey, um, yesterday's song recalls for the antidote. I have the antidote to Oasis. Need something hard. Who better? Than the master of disaster, Marilyn Manson. Awesome. Kick everybody in the teeth and wake the F up. It's D-Snyder Radio. Think it, Marilyn. It's Radio 104. Ah, the antidote. D-Snyder Radio, Radio 104. My lead singer doesn't sound like he's vomiting his... Lungs out. I'm not happy. He sounds like he's ripping off his own song. I thought that sounded a lot like the beautiful people in the beginning. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I guess. <gotcha. laughs> That's my motto. And uh, just just to show you how badly that was needed, um, Psycho's actually driving listeners away. Subject: Psycho's bad taste. I agree that Psycho's Oasis song choice this morning sucked. It was so bad. I had to change the station. Signed, J.D. Oof. Yeah, J.D., well, I turned it up. <laughs> that's, that's, that song was a pretty big hit. It was. It was a huge hit. Oh, come on. It's, it's, it's a matter of, a, of taste. I mean, I'm being fair here. I'm sure there's just as many people who love that song as hated that song. In this very room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were two for two, we were two out of two here. I think we were split right down the middle, actually. You, Nick, and Psycho liked it, and me, Sean, and Darkside hated it. Blah. Blah. And it's not so much that I hate it, but I own that record when it was called The Beatles. <laughs> if it's not if it's not broken, don't fix it. Didn't you just say that? not the Beatles? <laughs> okay, so I mean, I actually own the Beatles records when I, they came out. If you're going to be derivative of somebody, it may as well be the Beatles. No, that's true. Nobody will notice. Yeah. I say you're going to be derivative of somebody, be derivative of a band nobody's ever heard of it before. Yeah, because that's a safe bet. <laughs> hey, aren't you ripping off Pavlov's? Look at Rush. They ripped off Pavlov's dog. Who ever heard of Pavlov's dog? Obviously, they did it a lot better. Stole them, ripped them off blind. Unappreciated band that they were, Pavlov's dog. I had their album, and all of a sudden Rush comes around. I'm going, hello, is anybody listening? Apparently nobody. Okay. Their band's called Captain Beyond. Who? <laughs> Captain Beyond. I'm trying to figure out who ripped them off. Um, uh, semi-big band. 
But anyway, these are obscure bands. you got to rip off the obscure bands. You said yourself you ripped off Sex Pistols. Yes. <laughs> Three notes. Three very big notes. <laughs> yes, but there's only three. All right. Th three notes. Slade. See? I was heavily influenced by Slade. Who's that, you ask? I think I've heard of them. Of course you have, yeah. because they wrote Come On, Feel the Noise, and, and right, I'm okay. All Crazy Now. But nobody, you know, everybody thought, oh, that's a Quiet Riot song. No. It was a Slade song. Slade was I inspired me too. So you got there's a lot of talented bands out there who oh, Metallica. Who do they rip off? Who do they rip off? Diamond Head. Out of their own admittance, Diamond Head and Motorhead. And Metallica is a combination of the two heads. <laughs> Dark side, you know that, right? Yep, that's right. Who the hell's Diamond Head? These guys are wallowing in obscurity except for the occasional royalty check they get thanks to Metallica. Guns N' Roses, who they rip off? No. Yeah. Hanoi Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody good. <laughs> well, it worked though, didn't it? Sometimes no, I, get, the original... I, I actually like Guns N' Roses, you know, enough. Yeah. As much as the next guy, but I just like to say that to get dark side. Oh, yeah. I'm not listening. I'm not I actually listening. have. I own Appetite for Destruction, Dark Side. Who doesn't? Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it sold like 11 million copies. I mean, I didn't buy it. I think I I picked it up along the way, but I have it at home. You got it in the cutout bin? It's not in there. <laughs> but the point is, you know, they, they, they were inspired by some of these lesser-known bands and fired up and fired up. You don't, you don't rip off the Beatles. My God, how derivative is that? Look at your other band you like, The Police. You like The Police, right? I love The Police. I mean, they got into this reggae, reggae crapola. Well, Nobody really knew about reggae. They came in and everybody thought they had this fresh sound. Twisted Sister, ripped off Danger Kitty. Few people know that. <laughs> no one would know that at all if one for that stupid MasterCard commercial, whatever it is. I'm like, holy crap. Now, now the cat's out of the bag. No pun intended. It's horrible. Influence is very important. Now, let me see what I got here. Today's program. Um, do, 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 do. Recap, yes. GHO Michelo Prize Pack, which I should get the What a Guy Award for, because I'm giving out golf prizes on my show, much as I hate it, but I appreciate other people. Different strokes, no pun intended again, for different folks. Interview with Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. That's right, apparently the band is back together, according to Dave, and touring this summer. He's got a solo CD called Trust No One. We got D-Day invites to give away, plenty of news. I don't know about this 9-15 uh, break here. I thought that was going to be like, we weren't going to have a competition for that. The worst song parody. Idea was that yeah, we, agreed we on choose that. one and that person will get a DVD player which will lessen the pain of being picked as the worst. We can't start playing the worst because those people are just going to be offended. They, uh, they tried very hard. Uh, well, <laughs> these guys, I think, yeah. have the intention of making something really yeah. bad. <laughs> do, you, do you think they were trying to be bad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. By the way, Flem is spelled P-H-L-E-G-M. Not, not for their band. That's the way they spell it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and then we have to discuss uh, Nick's big tag sale mm -hmm. this afternoon in Manchester. 
people are already writing in. I think it have quite a turnout. Uh, Diesel Doug wants to know he's, he's going for the Twisted Sister CD pack <laughs> that I gave as a gift to Nick, unopened. I might add, never used. <laughs> he's not sure what what the bidding will begin at, but he's in on that. Cool. So that's that's exciting. You got interest, and and Prophet says that um, want to let you know that he'll be stopping by with a bunch of the other peeps. They're going down early. They're going to start tailgating as soon as you give out the address. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I called. <laughs> I'm nervous about that. Yeah, I called uh, the kegs being delivered. Uh, so I'm very excited about what's what kind going of keg did you get? This was a big debate yesterday between Darkside and Nick and yeah, the office. I got a Budweiser keg. I think that's good. I figured, like, you know, that's something that everybody can enjoy. Moneybags over here oh, was yeah. trying to convince him to get a keg of Sam Adams, which is a little out of his price range. Oh, he'll yeah. yeah, but getting his uh, laundry done for over a hundred bucks isn't out of yeah, his really. price. You know? Well, at least I mean, he can cut like... back somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheap beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but, but Budweiser is a fine, fine, fine product <laughs> that we often hear but about on this beer. station. Yeah, and it tastes really good out of the keg, too. <laughs> I mean, it's good keg beer, Budweiser. Budweiser is the king is of beers. Yeah. The king of bottled is it the king of bottled beers. It's the king of all beers. Mm. King of all beers. And has their bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Sam Adams <laughs> don't have any Clydesdales, do they? No, no. I don't think so. Also, okay. a really great beer that we hear about quite often on this <laughs> yeah. station. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, but but then Budweiser doesn't have Jim Cook. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a lush walking around <laughs> promoting their beer. They never sent a horse in here for us to interview, did they? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so much going on. A lot of excitement. Uh, important things to talk about do and say but right now i think we'll take a break come back we'll get to the recap from yesterday's program and we have a snide remark from uh, a listener who going to win themselves a pair of invitations to d-day 2 this friday as we charge headlong to the big celebration but the recap's entitled easy snyder oh no <laughs> 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 I'm going to embarrass oh. <laughs> myself twice in one show. The payoff on this is sweet, so you definitely want to stick through the whole story. Trust me. By the way, I didn't realize this, but Psycho Dan pointed it out. Dickie Barrett, he ripped off Jimmy Durante. <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah. You know, James Jimmy Durante, tink, a tink, a tink. Now, Dickie, Dickie Barrett. Very similar. Lot there. Same range. Same. <laughs> the luckiest man alive. His own words. <laughs> Okay, we'll take a break. Coming back. Recaps next. Stick around. I'll embarrass myself. It's D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. Zip, zip. I'm there. On Radio 104. On us. This time the Radio 104 Skyjack takes you to the depths of hell. You and 20,000 screaming, tortured souls experience disturbed Lincoln Park. Skyjack takes you to Ozfest 2001. Listen for us to use the air sickness bag. 
one. That's a great town. You'll see Ozfest before it infests Hartford. The Radio 104 Skyjack, sponsored by Smirnoff Ice, Smooth Move, and Snapple. The Radio 104 Skyjack, taking you where you want to go. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, I explains a lot. Radio 104. Where in the world is Mudball and his penis? They usually travel together. Well, find out tomorrow. But a brand new On the Road with Mudbone heads your way from D. Snyder Radio. Won't that be fabulous? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I, uh... Oh, it's kind of early, you know? Every day. <laughs> Every day it's kind of <laughs> early. Um, I can't talk about this extensively. Well, I can talk about this and say that, you know, apparently the Twisted Sister tribute album, the much ballyhooed Twisted Sister tribute album, is coming out on Koch Records um, August 14th. Maybe you can get an advanced copy to Nick and he can sell it today with the rest of his stuff. Oh, Never oh used. sorry, Nick. They haven't printed them yet. I'd love mm. to add another unopened Twisted <laughs> record to your collection. Personally given to me, to you by me. You have the you rest know, of the band sign it. That'd be great. I'll, you know what? I'll see if it really add insult to injury. I'll get everybody to sign it and personalize it to you. Thank you. Two dollars be or good? best offer. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I got a call yesterday that they want to have an in-store at this big record store on Long Island. Mm. I don't like. I'm not. It's, I don't know. What does that do? I mean, I guess people you know, down there sell some records. I know, but it's not. You know, you got to do a tour if you're gonna. Find, I mean, do one one town. So I mean, you know, and it's and it's in a big mall, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people there. But no matter how many people are there, it's one town. It's one, you know, one city or whatever. But but all five of us are going to be there. What's an event? Uh, yeah, Mendoza called me, and uh, we. Patch things up. Well, I'm glad to hear that. He, um, well, to a degree, you know, to a degree, there's work to be done. One thing he requested is that I not talk about it on the radio. I can understand that. So, because he heard I talked about it at length. He didn't really say anything about it. He kind of understood that I did. And I also, you know, and he, but at the same time, he said, listen, I'd prefer it if you didn't talk about it publicly. So I'm not going to, but I, but I can say that we're actually uh, talking. And if I remember I said, maybe him getting steamed, you know, the way he did, actually made him feel a little bit better. I think it m and may have opened that door and, I don't know, it may, it, it, who knows? Maybe th it, it, we may be on the road to some sort of uh, reconciliation. Putting the band back together. You never know. No, no, that's not the whole, uh, the whole deal. That's not the whole deal. That's not what it's all about, really. He and I were best friends, and that's that's my has, has always been my main concern is that my closest friend, we were like brothers, you know, that he stopped talking to me, and we had a falling out, and I'm not even sure why, but we're starting to work through that. But anyway, so uh, that was uh, that was kind of 
good news, but I, I'm not crazy. I'm doing so. I'm doing this record signing thing, but I hope that he'll try and start saying, "Well, we have another one in you know Ohio," because it ain't happening. It ain't happening. I'm not flying around the country promoting records. I do morning radio now. Now, who's on the CD? Oh, please. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're really fired up about it, I can well, tell. Well, <laughs> Lit's on there. Lit, Lit and Seven Dust are on there. And then uh, there's, there's new bands. Um, a lot of new bands are on there and all kinds of hard... It's on there... Uh, Go to uh, dsnyder.com or twistersister.com and there's also information. 16 tracks. Uh, so, some interesting things on there. Mm -hmm. now, you know, I mean, I heard a lot of them. Yeah. They sound good. When's the so, Behind the Music coming out? Around the same time. Sometime in August. Well, right now I think it's slated for August 19th, tentatively. Mm -hmm. So, but why do you think Koch Records is releasing? <laughs> and you'll see commercials on there as well, which is smart, actually, on their part. You know, if you're going to do something, it's a good time to do it when people are thinking about mm -hmm. it, you know? But, um, I mean, I, but I don't think that that date is written in stone. That's a tentative date. So uh, we'll see what happens as we get closer to it. Well, I guess they always the, have a way of changing those things. I guess that probably they're done with their interview process at this point, then. Yeah. 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 Looks like yeah, that's then, not happening for me. I don't know. I don't think he made the cut, Beth. Well, maybe I'll be in the V-roll. I mean, they did come in that day and right. pan around the studio. A glimpse. I did have and to sign you, a release. You, sure. And if you... Um, I'm sure that if you record it on your videotape and then stop action... <laughs> freeze frame. <laughs> you'll... you'll Catch, freeze yourself as you go as the camera goes past very quickly. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic! Finally, my fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll see. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't don't hope for the Chiron though. I know Beth Lockwood, news reporter I'm underneath. Not you know, I, I I don't it's, that's all right. That's enough but, but for I, me just to be in one frame of behind the music. That's fine. Yes, be, we'll see. I think I think actually may may have made that one day they'll do behind the radio show. <laughs> on this show right here. It'll be a whole featured piece. Be very, very afraid. Yes. All right. It's time for the recap from yesterday's program. For your listening pleasure, we were talking about our weekends. And I don't know where this starts, but I was talking about mine. Check it out. Happened yesterday on Radio 104. I had not had an opportunity to ride my new motorcycle since I got it. And when I got home, it's been raining ever since. And then I was up here, and the bike was, was home. The day I brought it home, it started raining the minute I got over the ferry. And I looked up at the heavens. I said, just give me a, this much of a break, please. It stopped for a minute. I got home, got in the garage, and then it started raining again. So, and then Father's Day, it poured. So, and then I was up here. So I haven't gotten a chance to ride it. I've been dying to go riding. And on Long Island, the whole weekend, it was threatening to rain. I don't know about, I know you had tornadoes up here, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Was was it in a washout? It's no, but otherwise we just had showers. Kind of like inconsistent, right? Mm -hmm. It would rain and stop. Well, Long Island, we didn't get any rain, yet it was constantly threatening to rain. I mean, really, like dark clouds, clouds like any minute's going to come down. So, so Saturday morning, I guess, and you know what? Screw this. The roads aren't wet. I'm going out. I'm just going to go local. So if it starts starts to rain, I'll just head home, you know? So I go out there, and now I have to back it up a little bit. <laughs> I gotta back up a little bit. I got an Indian motorcycle, and I always wanted, I never owned a motorcycle, dirt bikes and stuff like that, and my friends all rode Harleys, and I said, 
I want to get something that's a little different. And when I get a motorcycle, it'll be an Indian. But Indians stopped making motorcycles, I think, in 1957. So all Indian motorcycles, until recently, were old. And there's a problem with, I'm not, I'm not an ace mechanic. When you get an old bike, you have mechanical problems. And you got to be pretty handy. So I've kind of been reticent to buy one because I knew that I wasn't going to, you know, you're riding around. It sucks to break down. So when I started making Indians again three years ago, I said, I got to get an Indian motorcycle. Now it's new, turnkey. You get on it, it works. That's what I want. I can't worry about this stuff. My first, well, my first, my first solo ride day out, I'm out riding. Life is beautiful. And the bike starts to putt and sputter. And it's breaking down on me. So now I'm like, I can't believe it. A brand new motorcycle. I'm limping into a gas station, but I think I know what the problem is. I don't want to get all mechanical on, on, on anybody, but I think that my spark plugs are fouled out. And I'm pretty sure. Already? Well, the reason is 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 um, uh, they don't have they don't have a choke on a motorcycle. They've got something that sort of it adds, well, I don't want to get mechanical. Chokes cut off the air. It adds more, it's, it's called an enricher. It adds more fuel. So I thought when I first started riding, like it was like more of like a choke kind of thing, and I left it on too long. But what you do is you foul your plugs out because uh. you're adding more fuel. So I know this is the problem, and I was kind of expecting it to happen. I coast into a gas station. I go in, they give me a socket wrench. I take out the spark plugs. I clean them up, and they're, they're pretty dirty. When I put them back in, I'm like, great. I'm off, start the bike, starts, I take off, I'm like, okay, problem solved, and within a half mile, it is, it's going again. And I, no kidding, no kidding. And it's threatening the rain, and I'm sitting there, and I coast up in front of somebody's house in a residential neighborhood, and, and, and the, and the, uh, the mom's out there with a kid goes, oh, look, honey, you can tell daddy you saw an Indian motorcycle. I said, well, don't have to tell daddy. He's probably going to be sitting here when he comes home. <laughs> <laughs> he can see it himself. My brand new bike is broken down on my first ride. So I'm like, oh, what is the deal? So then I realize I'm a couple blocks from Jesse's girlfriend's house. It's like three or four. So now I'm pushing a 700 pound motorcycle down the road you know there I am just in all my glory pushing the motorcycle superstar. yeah superstar is right and, and I mean the bike's really flashy looking too so I mean it's not like something you don't notice you know it's like hey new bike huh? so I get it to Jesse's girlfriend's house and then Pat I leave it there I'm like oh. Patty gives me a ride back to the house I get on the phone I call up Dave over to the dealership I'm like Dave, the bike broke down. So he's like, well, what happened? Well, now I am doing what every mechanic... Let me tell you something, people. I know mechanics. Dark said, you know any mechanics? Yeah, my dad. Okay. Well, he'll tell you. They love when we imitate the machine that is breaking down. <laughs> well, they tell they, you what... They ask you what happens, and when you tell them... <laughs> No, let me tell you something. My brother's a mechanic. They love this. And you go, so uh, so what was it doing? And you go, well, uh, it went like... Uh, 
How is that again? Oh, well, me, 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 me. <laughs> Bob, come here a second. Then they start calling their friends <laughs> over. Listen, this is what I was doing. They are laughing their asses off inside. We are jackasses. So now I'm on the phone. And he goes, so what was it doing? I'm going, oh, I said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to tell you, I'm going to make noises now on the phone. But I'm going, it was like, you know, it was sputtering. And, 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 it, and then it just wouldn't start. He goes, does it have gas? T, are you kidding like, me? Um, oh, my gosh. Wasn't there someone I got it? <laughs> How... Can you even tell this story? It's so embarrassing. Because I'm going to out myself. Oh my <laughs> because I'm going to out myself. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I am like, my face is getting hot. And I'm like, yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that, was, that was kind of the way it ran. And you know what the and kicker women is? women get laughed at <laughs> at the idiot. dealerships. I have never mistaken a breakdown for running out of gas in my I life. I figure that this is the story is going to sweep the state of Connecticut so fast but in the biking community that I'm going to out myself before. And you know what the kicker is? Is that motorcycles, at least this motorcycle, has a reservoir. You literally, if you like say you get it starts sputtering because you run out of gas. You didn't realize you could turn little petcock, as they call it, to a certain position, and it opens up a little area, res a reservoir, so you're good for like another 20, 30 miles. So you and had you done that already? No. Oh. So I ran out of gas, and I had a little reservoir in there that was still filled with gas. And I'm like, part of me was actually glad because as stupid as it makes you feel, it wasn't something mechanical, you know what I mean? Like the bike was a problem bike or whatever. So I get a ride back to my bike and I put gas in it and starts right up and I drive home in shame. So that was my... You feel much You shame. feel shame. I feel, I feel, I feel shame. I, I don't feel know nervous. if I can be your friend anymore. You dumb bastard. <laughs> it happens, there's no gauge on it. They don't have gauges. You're supposed to slosh it around. Like, how do you check the gas on a motorcycle? You shake it back and forth and hear sloshing sounds. Or you look inside. You got a moral. <laughs> <laughs> unleash, dark side, unleash. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. So, uh, okay. Throw Dan wants a CC sound bite. Will you give it to him, please, before he busts the gods? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, so uh, I outed myself. Like I said, I'm not pulling into one place where a bunch of bikers are hanging out. And I'm going, hey, man, we're in about you running gas. I told you. I told you. And don't act like you never did it. <laughs> don't act like you ever did. And Dave was riding the motorcycle. It was really nice. He was trying to make me feel better. No, well, you know, it might have it happened. Sure. That could have happened, happened to happens. anybody. Yeah, never heard of it money. happening, but Check it could. In. Did you check? Did you put any gas in it? Checkhead. Oh, man. Okay. We're back. So far, I'm reading through the, the uh, email. So far, people being fairly understanding, laughing, but they're not, uh, you know, they're everybody. I think everybody's got something like that in their closet somewhere, some stupid mistake that they've made. It was very generous of you to tell the story, as embarrassing as it was. To tell. Well, again, it really was self-serving because I know that, like, within the motorcycle community, that kind of story is going to just sweep the state. 
and I'm going to be going to certain events and things in coming months, and I'm going to be the uh, I'm, I'm going to be the grand marshal of a ride in September. And I just going to be great. There are like 500 bikers giggling at me, like I don't know, they know. <laughs> I know you know, I know you know, because I told you. I know. Anyway, okay. Hey, check this out. This is kind of cool because good news, people. D-Day 2 is getting close, and the days are ticking off, and your chances of getting invitations are getting slimmer and slimmer, no doubt. I mean, we have, we're inviting 1,000 people, but we, it's, you know, the month is disappearing. We started a month ago, and we've been giving away invitations like wild people. But Mudbone has got the goods. And this Wednesday and Thursday morning, that would be tomorrow and the day after, Mudbone We'll be giving away D-Day invitations at two different locations each morning. I'll announce Mudbone's secret location each morning, period. Well, that's just a statement. I'll announce Mudbone's secret location each morning. And Mudbone will be cold chilling. Who wrote this copy? <laughs> nice, man. <Nick. laughs> <laughs> you know. Trying to be hip there, D. He hasn't even moved into downtown Hartford yet already. He's got the, the lingo. I've never so, heard that expression. I gotta get ready. Cold chilling. Yeah. Cold chilling. Mudbone will be cold chilling in the Radio 104 Sequoia with a limited amount of invitations that we have left to give away before D Day. So this is not gonna be like oh get in line and grab your invitations, people. I mean, this is gonna be jump through hoops and get your invitations. Uh, but we will start I'll announce where Mudbone will be tomorrow. So two different locations on Wednesday, then two others on Thursday. And I told Nick that I really wanted to get around the state. I don't want it to be Bushnell Park. <laughs> Um, you know, the, the landings, the bridge over here, <laughs> the museum, you know, no, 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 no. He's got to, he's got to spread himself around. Okay. So that's good. That's going on. And da, 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 da. okay. And we're going to take a break. Oh no, I got the Snyder remark. I want to play this for you first. Okay. Told you. How do you get invitations? Can you still do it this way for the next couple of days, Nick? Yeah. All right. We got a voicemail line. 860-723-6071. Call up. Say hi, it's Jimmy Bob. And this is how D Snyder Radio affected my life. And if we like it, we'll play it on the air and we'll give you invitations. For example, check this out. Hi D, this is Jenny. I'm a forty five year old mom and D Snyder has changed my life because I've gotten a new appreciation for my twenty four year old son who I was getting to think was just totally disgusting. With his preoccupation with sex and bodily functions and emissions and stuff like that. But after being exposed to Nick and Sean, I realized with horror what I really could be facing. And I'm so grateful for him. And that's what you've done for me. I'm still sorry for you, Beth. Bye. <laughs> well, we'll commiserate on Friday. <laughs> that's right, Jenny, because you're going to the show. You're going to the show, okay? So uh, you've got invitations, Jenny. It's that easy. See, she thought her son was bad until she saw these pretty fairly grown men. I mean, they're 27, Sean's Sean's 30. 31. (laughs) I'm 46, and I'm still cracking the occasional fart joke, all right? That's true, more than occasional. It never gets old. I personally believe that the first joke ever 
was had to do with fart or excrement or pee. <laughs> with bodily function, that was the first stand-up com the first cave stand-up comedian. Grok mm. did all bodily function jokes. I'm not saying 31 like it's bad, Sean. I'll be there in October Let me myself. Let tell you a story about a little fat boy that nobody loved. <laughs> <laughs> but she says her son is 24 and is obsessed with fart jokes, and you're 31 and obsessed. So I was just saying, it's funny. Have no fear. <laughs> you got, got him by seven years, and you still haven't left that face behind. The first joke ever at the dawn of man, pull my finger. <laughs> I didn't say those exact words, but the gesture was they reached out, and the guy pulled his finger, and he fell. That was, that's, and it's still goal. It's, it's evergreen, Beth. I know it is. <laughs> I never get tired of it. never gets old. Especially, well, with four-year-olds who never heard it before. Okay, <laughs> let's see. All right, we got to get to traffic. we got to take a break. We will have two pair of GHO tickets to give away when we get back, and it'll give you an opportunity for the grand prize of winning my VIP passes to the Michelob tent. Beth Lockwood, the news is next. Can you please tell us what we have to look forward to? Yes, if you thought you gave birth to a very heavy baby, wait till you hear about an Egyptian woman's time in labor. Also, another way to humiliate an ex over the internet. Yesterday, we heard about a guy who gave mouth to mouth to a lizard. Well, today, it's a dog. Also, are you running the risk of somebody cracking your computer code by picking a word that's familiar to other people? I'll tell you that that happens very often. Also, a new Civic is coming on the market. Pay attention, Nick. You Ooh. know how you love the Civic. Ooh. And uh, we'll hear about Aerosmith and about the funeral for Carol O'Connor that is happening this morning in L.A. Very exciting and depressing stuff. Mm -hmm. Right now, we need to get some traffic, so Psycho Dan, please fill us in. This traffic report is brought to you by Skittles. Now with the new green apple flavor for a limited time only. Very quiet out there. 84 East, just a little bit busy into the downtown tunnel as you watch out for that sun glare. 84 West looks good right now. 91 South, just a little bit slow making your way down to the 84 merch. 91 North looks good. Route 2 is delay free. 91 South into New Haven looks good. 95 South is a smooth ride. And traveling on Route 8, no problems in Waterbury. At 6.54, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. <laughs> now back to D Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. <laughs> I didn't get a spreadsheet today. So you can work on that, Sean. And uh, let's see what you need to know. Well, today's the day for Nick's tag sale and auction in Manchester from 3 to 7 p.m. Everything must go. That's what it says here. There are directions posted at Radio104.com. Go and check out our website for pictures of the merchandise or some of the merchandise up for auction. Now, if you're thinking about going, because it is a kegger too. <laughs> First ever kegger tag sale. <laughs> to my knowledge. To my knowledge. I'm sure there's some, some fraternities that probably did that along the way. But Nick's address. 
And this is, uh, when are you moving? Uh, the end of this week. <laughs> Talked to my uh, potential landlord last night uh, for my place in Hartford. Now you're really going to get that place, huh? Yeah, I really love the apartment. It is in the ghetto, but I love the apartment, so. In the ghetto. Yeah. In the ghetto. Well, Nick's former address, <coughs> current address, <coughs> an address for today's tag sale is 185 Pine Street in Manchester. He's in the Velvet Mill, Building 2. Now, do you have an apartment number? Yeah, it's apartment 403, but I'm keeping everything open. So, I mean, my apartment is right next to the entrance. It's the first apartment next to the entrance. So. All the crowds. Yeah, and we're going to have our interns go out this morning and <laughs> post up some signs that, you know, near Pine Street and Hartford Road, which is uh, right off Pine Street, so people know where they're going. And there are directions I? on the internet? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm supposed to. You wrote the directions here. Am I supposed to read them or just. Yeah, you can read them quickly. <laughs> All right, quickly. You take 84 from points east or west to 384. <laughs> take the Hartford Road exit off 384. <laughs> turn at the dairy. The, turn left or at the dairy mart or right at the dairy mart onto Pine Street. And follow the signs. What signs? Well, I just said that our interns are were making big poster bo boards saying oh, next oh, okay. tag oh, sale this way. Oh, yeah. have to have those. Yeah, of course. Have to have those tag sale today. Yeah. So it is a kegger. Some of the listeners are going to be down there tailgating earlier. <laughs> <coughs> Between 3 and 7 p.m., everything must go. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind. Nick's tag sale. Uh, do we have the GHO thing we're supposed to give away now? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I don't have the information. I do have it. i got to find it. Kind of didn't put that up in my little little window there, so I wasn't quite ready for it. What are the details, Nick? You know all about it. Oh, there it is. Got it. Dude, right here. Okay, Greater Hartford Open, the GHO, is happening. Uh, when is it happening? Is it Cromwell? TPC in Cromwell. It's Thursday, it Friday, that? Saturday, and Sunday. Thank you. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, when I, I was asked if we wanted to give out tickets to this event, prize packs to this event, and I said, of course we do. Just because I hate golf doesn't mean I don't recognize that we have listeners who enjoy it. So each day, we're giving out two prize packs. Are we doing two right now, Nicholas? Yes. Oh, boy, we're together. <laughs> uh, so each one of you guys will receive a Tiger Woods Michelob golf shirt. He's uh, not doing very well right now, but I, well, everybody is. I wouldn't worry about Tiger. No, no. I, I'm not... Yeah. I know you're saying it's out. the demise of time. I'm just <laughs> saying that right now he's, he's he's had a slump for the past couple of games. Um, he's got a Michelob, he got a Michelob light hat and tickets to the GHO that are good for any day of the tournament. And what's going to happen is each person that wins the prize pack will qualify for the grand prize on Thursday. My VIP passes is two of them to the Michelob hospitality tent with food and drink. It's at the GHO tournament at the TPC in Cromwell, Connecticut. Toilet paper club. Okay, only kidding. What does TPC stand for, Beth? Tournament Players Club. Very exclusive, I'm sure. They wouldn't let someone like me in there. I wouldn't think. They would not think so. Not under normal, not unless they had to. So, B callers number 10 and 11, 
right now at 860-666-4444, and you will win the GHO Michelob Prize Packs and a chance for the grand prize. Lastly, before we hit the news, <clears throat> where is this? Um, I don't know if I can read this. from from uh, listener Freak on Alicia. <laughs> Good name. Freak on Alicia. She has another bad name, and she... This person's a gym teacher at a school, I'm assuming locally. That's a very descriptive letter, and it wouldn't be appropriate for me to read the descriptive letter. I will say, I can say the guy's name, I think, right, Beth? Sure, it's just a name, right? Jimmy Wanker. It's W-A-N-G-K-E-R. Jimmy Wanker. I say that was a fairly <laughs> cruel and brutal name and a tough name to grow up with. Couldn't have been easy. Couldn't have been easy. The old Jimmy Hat. Yeah, that's got to be a tough one. School's out anyway, so he's probably not even there. Okay. Steve from Prospect and Smokey from The Tuck won the GHO prize pack, so you can stop calling now. We'll have another uh, pair to give away tomorrow. Two pairs, I should say. But right now, it is time now for the news. State police say they may arrest someone today in the beating death of a 15-month-old boy in Summers. Authorities say Zachary Meigs was beaten and stabbed on Sunday, and newspaper reports also say he was burned. His mother was being treated at a hospital for undisclosed injuries. Do they have any idea who's responsible, who they think is responsible? Well, they think so. Say? They think as early as today they'll make an arrest. But is it, it's not like the dad or something, is well, it? Well, the dad didn't live at the house. The young boy lived just with his mother at the house. And the mother was injured as well? Somehow. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Well, Lake Compound's amusement park is trying to reassure the public that its rides are safe. The park brought in safety experts yesterday to check all of the rides to see that they're being operated properly. You may remember two weeks ago, a park worker was killed when he was struck by the Boulder Dash roller coaster. And then a day later, two dozen passengers were stranded on the Zoomerang coaster when it got stuck on its track. Thousands of people were still at the park yesterday and have been going since those incidents. I'm sure. We should have Mick Foley on the phone because he didn't want us to say anything on Friday when he was here, but him and he and his daughter, Noel, got it, right. uh, went over to Lake Compounds mm -hmm. right after our show. And as a matter of fact, Mick was very excited because he's a roller coaster fanatic and it was going to be his 100th roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. It was going to be Boulder Dash. And he had said he had an opportunity <clears throat> to go on another roller coaster ride before Boulder Dash, but he, he counts his roller coaster rides. <laughs> OCD, anybody? <laughs> and um, <laughs> he uh, and he wanted the Boulder Dash to be his 100th ever ride. And he was headed over there. So I'm sure the park was more than safe. And like you said, Beth, last week, what better time to fly an airline to ride a roller coaster ride right after an incident? Because you know that they're, they're being so careful and checking and inspecting, it's never safer mm -hmm. than immediately following a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sadly the way things are. Yeah. Sadly, security is at its, its tightest, and the buildings are most secure from terrorist attack after terrorists have blown up a building. Because everybody really goes, oh, my God, we got to really be on the alert, you know? So uh, it could be a better time to go to Lake Compounds. 
Well, New York is poised to become the first state to bar drivers from chatting up on handheld cell phones. State lawmakers have approved a ban hoping to curb the number of distracted drivers. If Governor George Pataki signs it, which he is expected to do, the measure would take effect in November. And then for about the first 30 days, D, you would get a warning issued to you if you were found doing this. And then after that 30-day grace period, they would toughen up and you start to get fined. Well, in Suffolk County, Long Island, where I live, we've already had a law mm-hmm. in effect for months now. Westchester County, I believe, as well. Yeah, they, they added it in. So, you know, I mean, you remember many months ago I was begging for someone to stop me. Mm-hmm. as I kill myself <laughs> on my cell phone. Uh, you know, I know there are people that are freaking out. These are our rights and blah, blah, blah. There's just no doubt in the world that it's a distraction and we're a danger to ourselves mm-hmm. and to others while we're on the phone. And people are still going to, like, sneak calls like I do. But even then, they're, they're much shorter, and you're being, like, extra, extra careful because you don't want to get snagged. So uh, so I think it's going to be for the best, quite honestly. But you have a hands-free one, don't you? I did, but I lost the earpiece. I can't find it, so i got to get another one. Okay. And I was supposed to get it, like, installed. One of our listeners called up and said, D, I'm going to hook you up, man. I'm Like, you know, like a, a mounted kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I had a mounted thing. Nick, you remember when I had the mounted one? Yeah. Can you hear me? Now I'm leaning over to the dashboard, so I'm driving and I'm I'm all the way over to the right of the steering wheel, and I'm with my face kissing the dashboard, talking into the hands-free. Um, phone thing that I got. Now I'm more dangerous than ever. I'm veering all over the road. So I finally got rid of that thing. I, I got to get like an official because if it's done right, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. My brother Mark, who's you know phone junkie and a half, he's got it like completely wired into his car. And when he's talking to me and he's driving, you know it just sounds perfect. It's great. So uh, you know there is hope. It takes a little effort, but I think it's for the best anyway. Well, some good news. Kids from poor families are living more and more in traditional two-parent homes. And the sweeping overhaul of the nation's social system is being credited for that change. A new study being released found children were less likely to be brought up by one parent in the year 2000 than they were in 1994. And this is especially true in low-income homes. Children living with one parent declined between 1995 and 2000 to 18.4% from almost 20%. That's well, good. It's great, and, and nothing of surprise to us in our own little circle. Look at Connor. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Poor family there together, <laughs> two families. Maybe, maybe living in sin, sure, but who? You know, beggars can't be choosers. That's right. Yeah, just be glad there's <laughs> wheels on that damn motor motorhome. <laughs> well, an Egyptian woman has given birth to a baby boy weighing sixteen pounds eight ounces. That's the normal oh. weight for a seven-month-old. I think we have uh, actually have the sound of her giving birth. Darcy's got it there uh, on tape. Don't you a sample? She's looking for it. I mean, because that's got to tear your uterus right out. <laughs> that's a huge bitch. <laughs> well, the doctor got in there, too. <laughs> the 23-year-old woman who herself weighs 250 pounds gave birth to the baby just north of Cairo. The baby's said to be in good health. The doctor said the baby probably inherited a predisposition to being overweight from his mother. Now, this the, is uh, the mother said to the first words uh, to the doctor was, "When I get home, 
I'm going to punch his papa right in the mouth. That's what, that's what she said. Now, keep in mind that although 16 pounds, 8 ounces sounds large, and it is, it is not the record. The heaviest baby was 29 pounds, 4 ounces, born in 1939, but that baby did not survive. The healthiest surviving babies were both 22 pounds, 8 ounces, born in 1955 Whoa. and 1982. But this 250-pound heifer, did she know she was pregnant? Was this a complete surprise? Or she <laughs> I'm she was pretty sure. That's a pretty big baby. Even if Maybe she thought it was a growth. Let's ask <laughs> yeah. Arnold. Arnold, was it, was it a growth? It's a tumor. <laughs> See, that's what he thought it was, Dr. Arnold. But it wasn't. It was he actually thought it was a tumor. A I think we've done this baby. before, but I was, I was big. I was 9 pounds, 15 ounces, which was just about 10. Oh, that's a huge bitch. And, yeah, and that was my mother's first uh, baby out of that's six. That's a huge after bitch. That, after that, they fell out. <laughs> <laughs> they just feel like on the floor. Scoop up your brother. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so, uh, I mean... <laughs> That's, 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 that's 10 big. pounds, well, your first kid? That's especially big for, no offense, even when I was born, back when you were born, 1955, that's pretty big. Everybody take cover, <laughs> she's going to blow! <laughs> 9 pounds, 15 ounces, 9 pounds was nose. The other 15 <laughs> ounces was the actual body. That's a huge bitch! <laughs> oh, God. I was <laughs> quite a hood ornament you got there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I was regular size, 7 pounds, 8 ounces. Dark side, I would imagine you were a large bambino. I don't remember. I think I was like on the low nine pounds somewhere. That's big. You were in the nines? I, I think so, yeah. I don't remember. You, you, you're, you and your brother must have been brutal on your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say right that the too? birth weight's not necessarily yeah, big. indicative of how big you'll be when you're you're full grown, but I guess in your both of your cases, it, it played out. Yeah. Are you guys Scottish twins? Scottish twin? No, we're not Scottish. Twins. Like nine months apart? <laughs> no, <laughs> nine months. <laughs> like a couple <of> years. <laughs> Scottish twins. Well, I've heard of Irish twins, but I know you guys are Scottish, so I thought maybe we're Scottish twins. They say, when you after you give birth, the dark side can attest to this. The doctor say to you, the obstetrician. Now listen, your wife is very in a very fertile state. Be very careful about having intercourse. I mean, besides the fact that she's just been stitched up and been through hell. Besides oh, no. that, <laughs> besides that, just be careful because she could get pregnant very easily. And yet, you will still see, you know, these kids who were born nine months apart, you know, like, <laughs> uh, they call the Scottish twins right there. Nick, how much did you weigh? Four, four pounds, seven ounces, something like that? No, I was uh, seven pounds. That's, that's healthy. Yeah. That's average. That's average. Yeah. <laughs> what about Chubsy Ubsy? <laughs> Sean. That would be Let me tell you a story about uh, a little fat boy that nobody loved. See, like I said, they say birth weight's not necessarily indicative of how you turn out in the end. Yeah, but they're, but they're little guys, too. <laughs> yes, sure. They're little yes. guys. I was the largest yeah, baby at birth, and I'm the largest of my siblings as well. Yeah, my sister was, was about a couple pounds, pound and a half heavier than I was. And and she's tall, yeah, than you? she's a couple inches taller than I am. She's very tall. Okay, we got to take a uh, traffic break here. Psycho Dan, what up? Well, a mystery woman has taken revenge on an ex-boyfriend. She says cheated on her and her revenge, posting pictures of him on the internet wearing women's underpants. Oh. The 22-year-old apparently Shut broke it. a promise to her former partner not to show those photos to anyone, but already thousands have logged on to the site. The mystery woman, who calls herself simply the Pimptress on the site, says her ex-partner had an affair with her best friend. 
friend. I'm gay. I'm a homo. She says I on like the guys. Site, you asked me never to show these photos to anyone. Guess you shouldn't have cheated on me. In total, there are 21 pictures of the former boyfriend who can be seen in various poses on a bed wearing a pair of red satin panties and a matching bra. Chicks dig me oh. because I rarely wear underwear. And when I do, it's usually something unusual. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 21 pictures. A whole roll he posed. That's a lot of posing. Yeah. That's a lot of posing. He's not, you know, there are other guys who put on their old ladies uh, clothes. I still maintain the position that even, I will say, even far, far into a very trusting relationship, you, you've got to be careful with pictures that you take. Because photos are dangerous. Really can come back to hurt you. Case in point, this guy. I was reading this uh, interview with Angelina Jolie, and apparently she loves it when Billy Bob puts on her underpants. Well, and yep, yep. She's got old Billy Bob like wearing her underwears, and her wear she wears his. And I'm so not They play surprised. dress up. They've got a very healthy. Hey, it's a lady. An effed up relationship, those two. Wouldn't you wear her underpants though? She asked me. I do it in a second. As a gas mask, sure, but uh, I'm not, <laughs> not, I mean, if so, like it depends on who's asking you. Yeah, I mean, if you're if your significant other is nothing special, especially if she's fat or something, yeah, um, you're not going to put on her underwear. But if it's Angelina Jolie, I mean, I'm not going to hesitate. Have you ever before? No, no, no I haven't done that. No, he's never lying. been asked to. No, well, again, no, the stuff that he's he admitted to. He would tell the to. truth, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've worn women's underwear, but not Suzette's. They were my own. <laughs> that was, that was, it's a little different when it's a stage costume. I am a sexy bitch. Hey, Sean's wearing Nick's underwear right now. <laughs> That's pretty nice. <laughs> An English man is being hailed a hero after he gave a dog mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation after the dog's heart stopped while it chased a possible mate. Paul Whaley saved the 15-year-old Labrador Laddie while he was walking his own dog. Laddie's owner said Mr. Whaley is a hero for saving her dog's life. The dog suffers from heart problems. He's 15, however... The owner says he still acts like he's five when he sees a female dog, so he started chasing this other dog and uh, dropped from his heart problem. <laughs> and this guy went over and he uh, gave it mouth to mouth. That's uh, pretty embarrassing. I mean, I mean, your dog has a heart attack. He's chasing <laughs> other dogs. I actually, though, had to give mouth to mouth to one of my ducks. <laughs> they were having sex and uh, one of the ducks just... You know, just collapsed, and I had to run over there and grab its little bill and do the whole thing. You're a yes, hero. So sometimes you got to. If you, if you really love your pets, you got to. Mm -hmm. Dark side, would you give mouth-to-mouth -to, -mouth to Loki? Uh, Yeah, I guess I would. Would uh. you give mouth-to-mouth -to, -mouth to Sean? Not a chance. <laughs> there you go, Sean. Do you know how to give mouth-to-mouth -to, -mouth to Loki? Uh, I, I'd imagine, I, I heard somewhere where he closed the mouth and blow in the nose. Yeah, I think you blow in the nose. Yeah, that's what I heard. For a really yeah. little pet, you probably just go blow into the mouth and nose. Yeah, or just, it. or or you could use the valve <laughs> <laughs> down between their legs. Just if that ever happens, try the valve. Hey, <laughs> you nice need a thing. vacation. Dark side. Well, somebody wrote a letter to that effect, by the way. So uh, <laughs> explaining a lot, lot going on in the show. That, uh. 
That doesn't make any sense. No kidding. <laughs> well, new study says millions of office You were included workers. in that letter, by the way, Ms. Lockwood. Oh, yes. I was trying yes. to just keep some semblance of reality on this show. I'm going to find this letter. Go ahead. You do it. I'll find the letter. Millions of office workers, according to a new survey, are too obvious when it comes to choosing computer passwords. According to the numbers, 47% choose their own name or nickname, while 32% go for a sports team or favorite celebrity. This means it's often very easy for an acquaintance to gain unauthorized access to confidential information. Um, a lot of people do this. Next, probably yeah. Cowboys or Yankees. No. It's an easy guess. Though. I was going to say, I probably, if you gave me five minutes, could figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to go Nick. <laughs> no. One, two, three, four. <laughs> no, but that's a good now one. My name is Flo. <laughs> no. Rocky? Nope. Oh, I Rocko. can't believe you guys can't get it. Fucker. Um, Fucker. Ronzoni pony? <laughs> is it one word? Uh, Yeah. Spelt wrong because our our uh, master computer technician uh, spelt the word the password wrong. Puccini? No. Lentino? Oh come on, think. Oh. Donkey punches too many letters. Dickhead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say it, Sean. Well, I'm not gonna say they're thick. Did you ever say it was a great one with uh, a great Seinfeld <laughs> where Kramer yeah. figures out George's password? Did you ever see yeah, that one? Yeah, for his, for his uh, uh, debit card, right? Oh, it's awesome. He goes, all right, uh, you like the food. You like the sweets. And he starts, like, breaking them down, and he, and he actually figures it out. It's like, great. You, you could, I, you're right. Most people go with very, very mm-hmm. familiar things. And their social security number. Mm-hmm. And people want to know, they just they go through a litany of quick things that you might go for. Your kid's name. I don't know what Nick would be. I figured, I, I figured out Glenn's in, like, five minutes. No kidding. Yeah. All right, well, we're not going to try and figure out each no. other's passwords or announce them now. Well, Honda is set to introduce a hybrid gasoline electric version of the Civic next year, Nick, and will also Ooh. cease production of its Prelude model. The new Civic sedan should be on the market sometime in the spring, and it hopes it will triple Honda's U.S. sales of fuel-efficient hybrid vehicles. What's that? <laughs> I think that's great, man. Low ride, you know. <laughs> Electric car? I mean, that's a driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think... And look how the sound the electric car make it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What's that? That's cool. a driver. <laughs> it's not bad. Ladies? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Line up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of cars, Aerosmith, I don't know if you want to say that they're selling out, but a lot of people do this. They are announcing a sponsorship deal with Dodge. As Steven Tyler puts it, RAM stands for Ready, Aim, Meet Me in the Back Seat. Are they sure they want Tyler as a <laughs> spokesperson? So you'll, you'll see them uh, uh, saying good things about Dodge products like their Ram trucks. Soon enough, they announced this yesterday. Hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I've become a Mopar man over the years myself recently. I own a few Mopar products. How about the Dodge Viper? Mm-hmm. That's very Aerosmithy, don't That's you think? That's sleek. A lot of excitement in those vehicles. You know what? 
These guys are in their 50s now. God bless them. No kidding. They got to be saying to themselves, how many more years realistically do we have? Well, they're all you know? over the place. They have this huge resurgence. They have that ride down at Disney D that, well, I guess you, you didn't go on it, right? No, but, I didn't go on it. My but kids, I my did. Family yeah, went. it was really yeah. neat. And uh, they're all over the place. They're Aerosmith, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. But at some point, they're going to call it a day. I mean, unless the they want to be like John Lee Hooker. Well, the Stones are, how old are the Stones now? 50s? Some of them are 60, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Charlie Watts is a drummer. Yeah. I heard a great story. A guy, a writer uh, came to interview him, reached to uh, shake Charlie Watts' hand, and at first Charlie pulled back. He said, I thought you were going to take my pulse. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Like I said, whatever. If they sell it, mm -hmm. do whatever they want to do. Hey, you know what? Fault Line's got a sponsorship. Schwinn Bicycles. <laughs> yeah. Schwinn endorsement. Banana seat. Any kind of endorsement. Hey. Any kind. Hey, I have a Schwinn. My mountain bike is a Schwinn. This is where no, it all begins. Ride like the Schwinn. It's a great product, Sean. Good for you guys. Well, they had hoped that it would be an all-in-the-family reunion at Carol O'Connor's funeral in Los Angeles this morning. However, unfortunately, Jean Stapleton will be unable to attend because she is doing a stage production in Houston, and the word is that Sally Struthers may also be unable to get out of her previous engagement, which is a play being produced in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I thought she was in an impoverished country eating all the food. However, <laughs> Rob Reiner will be there, and so will Larry Hagman, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mara, Martin Sheen, L.A. Mayor Richard Reardon, and uh, former Oakland, a uh, former governor and current Oakland mayor, Jerry Brown. So lots of who's who at the funeral for Carol O'Connor today. How can you be that fat and be in an impoverished country? Talking about people starving oh. and being taken seriously. Don't you know what? You know what? You? She's really trying to do something really good That's for children bitch. who are starving. And oh, people I'm continue not to questioning what she's doing, but at some point, you got to say, how do you sustain that kind of weight the bitch when you're down there? So she has oh. a weight problem. She yeah. can't help it. Well, so I mean, maybe she can eating? help it, but. Well, I, she's probably overeating. Yeah, but there are millions starving, and she's, like, stuffing her face at Burger King. I mean, you can totally tell from those commercials. That's, like, extra fat. She's not, like, a big framed woman. She's just eating a lot, stuffing food in her you mouth. You think she's happy that she's overweight? Probably she not. She seems satisfied. You feel shame. After each meal, she, she seems happy. Yeah. You know, it's probably no. really tough for her to get in front of the camera knowing that people are going to be saying she's hanging out with starving kids and look at her. But she's I'm surprised doing it. They haven't eaten her. <laughs> I mean, you know what? So am I. I'm surprised they... about that. Yeah, they should they just throw her. on a spit, start spinning, and, and lunch. Yeah. Airlift her to Somalia. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, if you went down there, uh, she must be down there for a certain period of time. How do you sustain that weight? You would, you know, like, could you eat in good conscience knowing that people out there were starving? Uh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, like, try, you know, I mean, wouldn't you have to lose weight just by saying, I can't eat like this while I'm here? That's a huge bitch. Could use this you could use this food more than me? I don't know. It's just, uh, just curious. I don't know. I'm just, Beth doesn't have the answers to that. I don't, she hasn't I don't. been down there. I'm not questioning the work. I think the work is excellent. You know, it's important work that she's doing. 
But uh, just questioning uh, her eating habits. Okay. Baseball yesterday, Red Sox 12-8 over Tampa Bay. Yankees got by Cleveland 8-7. Cubs over the Mets 2-1 and a huge upset at Wimbledon. Top seed Martina Hingis knocked out in the first round. She complained of tendonitis in her lower back. American advancers included Jennifer Capriati, Serena Williams, Pete Sampras, Michael Chang, Todd Martin, and 18-year-old up-and-comer Andy Roddick. Mostly sunny, a high near 90 today. Tonight, fog develops in the 60s, and tomorrow, look out. Hot, humid, 95 for a high. Right now, 65 at 732. Maddie from Waterbury's on the phone, and uh, he's, if he's right, I owe Sally a huge apology. Maddie. Hey, how are you? I'm yeah. good. She lost all the weight. She's like all in the family skinny again. Good for her. Yeah. And really? Yeah, it's because of all the South Park stuff that she went on this big diet. I don't know if that's true, but she's skinny again. Did you actually see it or you heard it? Yeah. No, I saw it on E. <laughs> well, well, good for her. Good for her. Yeah, South Park was brutal on her. <laughs> see, it's so. It's, imagine how awful that was for her. What was? Didn't they have her? Um, looking like uh, what do you call it from start from the Star Java Wars? The Hutt. Yeah, they the had Hutt. her as Java the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta that's kind of gotta hurt when you're portrayed as Java yeah. the Hutt. All right, well, uh, Mary, if you're correct, good good for Sally. That's Thank you for the bitch. call, Mary. Because uh, good for Sally. Yeah, because it just. You know, I mean, it's one thing in our own environment. And Americans are, are overindulgent, and we take a lot of things for granted. But we, like I said, you're sitting there in this impoverished country, seeing people just—I mean, it's horrible. The, I can barely look at the at the, you know, the people that she's showing. It's little babies with flies on them and stuff. Horrible, horrible stuff. It would seem to me that I I would have trouble ingesting any food. Is this the stuff that, that the email was talking about? Stuff like this, Steve. <laughs> What? What Darkseid's doing? Yeah. No, okay. You want to, I'm going to have to read the email again later. Because it, it relates to, um, actually related to, uh, to, to the, what, what, no, to our weekends. That's what got him thinking. But it's from Clark's brother, Griswold, Brad. Mm-hmm. Subject, welcome to the Twilight Zone. Dear D, it has been becoming increasingly apparent to me that the closer we get to D-Day 2, the weirder things get. You find yourself a bit out of sorts, but you've crossed over with no harm. A sign catches your eye, your next stop, the Twilight Zone. I present to you the following facts. One, Darkside Dave has cleaned up and is losing weight. Two, D has done something, the motorcycle incident, so shameful that Nick can laugh at him. <laughs> Three, Beth has almost come to blows with an angry old mission woman. <laughs> Little person for you politically correct people out there. Four, on Monday's show, Nick went for almost an entire program without offending a large group of people. <laughs> up until that Puerto Rican shower comment. <laughs> I must say, this is really unusual happenings. Will we see Miss Lockwood drink urine before the week is done? Doubtful. Probably not, but it sure is fun to sit back and see what precipitates. Once again, keep up the great work. Clark's brother Griswold. There you have it. The Twilight Zone. Where does Brad come out of the woodwork? He's funny. All of a sudden, well, he's showing himself. Yeah, peeps yeah. are like that. You know, they when they see that that uh, we do actually read letters and give attention, they start writing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, with some with some of the, the listeners, they write so much, which I read every single letter. I've got to be a little more. Now I gotta say, okay, 
If you're going to be sending me five, six, you know, two, three, five, six pieces a day, it's got to be good. Because I know you can write. You know what I mean? So I'll be much more critical of, say, a Genghis John who sends a lot of email and, it's, and uh, he writes some funny stuff. But some people say, well, you always read his letters. I read them when they're, when they're funny. You know, when they're, when they're right on the money, I read them. But I am definitely a little more critical of the regular writers. But Brad's stepping up. All right. Taking a break. Coming back. Got a blank message. But I do know we did an interview with Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. He's also been in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He currently has a solo CD entitled Trust No One out right now. And uh, I think it was a good interview. I do, too. I felt good about it, and we'll finally get to play that for you when we return with more D. Snyder Radio. Am I missing anything else, Nick? No, we're cool, but 185 Pine Street, Manchester, Connecticut, that's where the tax hell is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we want, we want to turn out because that's going to be this week's shame of the city. Yeah. Shame of the tax sale. And Nick's going to make some money. Yeah. Right. Nick is having a tag sale and auction in Manchester from 3 to 7 p.m. at his apartment at 185 Pine Street. He's in the Velvet Mill Building 2. There'll be signs all over the place once you get off uh, 384 at the Hartford Road exit. East or west at the Hartford Road exit, turn at the Dairy Mart onto Pine Street, and there'll be signs. Okay, and so there will be there'll be a keg there. He and Sean will be there. They'll be taping. The street team's going to be present. Is the street team going to be there? Yeah, we have a couple interns showing up today. Okay, so um, you know, you head on over there. Win a piece of D Snyder Radio. Well, win buy a piece of D Snyder Radio history. It's all there. The bed that he puked is on his girlfriend. The, the the sheets he soiled. The the costumes he wore. Uh, how about Dickie Barrett's belt? Is that going? Oh, I found that yesterday. You can't have to keep that. Yeah, I feel really badly about selling that, but that should bring good money. You feel badly about selling Dickie's belt, but you don't feel badly about selling the my CD collection. That I gave you. <laughs> well, I mean, CDs are mass produced. I mean, this they make is CDs. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I'm not selling your spandex or anything or something if that you, you had wore. It, you would. Oh, that would go for a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> Why don't you throw the kids something? Dude? Yeah, a piece of spandex. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> All right, that's between 3 and 7 p.m. today, and we'll hear that on Thursday when uh, Shame of the City airs. We'll take a break. Coming back, Dave Navarro interview is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. Hello. Welcome to an adventure in better living. D. Snyder. If you're here, who's running hell? Radio 104. Ready to roll? Four. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, it's Ask D. Snyder Radio. That's where we answer the questions that you pose to us. From the sublime to the ridiculous, that's right. You send them to Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Sometimes serious, sometimes silly. No matter. Ask any of us, ask all of us. We're here for you. We're here for them, Beth. This is beautiful. This is how we move in on the other radio shows people because when they're disenfranchised from their radio morning radio show 
we're here for them. Mm -hmm. Got that from Seinfeld. So uh, you will not be disappointed. Ask D. Snyder Radio. And this will be your last chance, by the way, to ask D. Snyder Radio until July, at least July 9th or 10th, when we get back from our vacation. So last one for year two of D. Snyder Radio. Right now, before I get to some reaction, and we've got this interview with Dave Navarro to play for you. Uh, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Good morning, Psycho. Morning, D. This traffic report is brought to you by Barron Institute. Be on your way to a new career today just by calling Barron Institute of Technology in Windsor. Call now, 1-800-243-4242. We'll start off with New Haven traffic first, 91 South. Little slow getting from exit 4 down to the 95 merge. 95 South into the New Haven will be slow from exit 54 all the way up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8 in Waterbury, it's a little bit busy getting up to 84 East. 84 East up here in Hartford for a little slow around the Park Road curve. 84 West, you're still backed in over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow going from exit 38 now, all the way into downtown. 91 North, still looks good, no problems there. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow, getting from exit 8, that's Hebron Ave, all the way up to the flyover. At 7.45, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Okay. Um, some reaction to things here. I can't believe I only got one letter on this. I'm feeling much shame. And... But I'm trying. Subject correction D around seven thirty Monday morning you defined Staven to be West Haven. Staven actually refers to East Haven. Says East Haven has a large Italian population and Staven refers to the way many of the townspeople pronounce the town's name. Yet another tidbit, East Haven was a huge twisted sister town during the eighties. Mike D from Staven. I'm sorry. It's confusing. East and West ends with the ST. So is there any kind of slang for West Haven, Beth Lockwood, that you know of? I don't know. I'm sure there is, but I don't know of it. Okay, so apologies to East Haveners everywhere. Staveners, dare I say. Um, this will, uh, I will try to not make that same mistake again. I'm learning. I'm learning. A uh, letter from the prophet regarding Nick in the shower. This had to do with the family feud. D, the mental picture of Nick in the shower masturbating is disturbing in itself. But Nick spanking off to I want to rock in the shower is horrific. Nick may have ruined your song for me forever. Signed the prophet. Um, might I suggest try not to picture Nick in the shower. <laughs> it works, works for me. Yeah. And if you need a, a visual representation, Mr. Burns naked with a uh, shower cap on. Check it out. Ooh, puppy cook. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, this letter's a bit lengthy, but it's it's observational subject. Hello. Nice way to start. Um, D, I absolutely adore the show, but have some observations, comments about my favorite segment, What the Hell Are You Going to Do This Weekend? All right, I will warn you guys in advance, some of these comments may hurt. Okay. First of all, Darkseid. Darkseid's been getting pod shots all over the place. Okay. Um, now, wait a minute. Someone said that, is this a joke, Dan? Psycho? Listeners say that West Haven is called Waste Haven? Yeah. Yeah, but is that like by other havens or by the West Haveners? Maybe a little of both. Okay. Continuing on here. First of all, Darkseid, I do not believe 
that he is a sportsman hunter. Yeah. There have been too many times as I drove to work and listened to him and thought, oh, he's probably going to mention the opening day of a particular hunting or fishing season. But alas, he does not. Now, I'm not a hunter, but my husband is, and that is all he talks about when the season is approaching. And even I pretty much know the schedule of seasons, so why doesn't Darkseid? And Beth, thank you, Dee, for mentioning her chewing on the air. It drives me crazy. I always wonder to myself, does she realize we all know she's chewing on the air and how disgusting it sounds? Also, Beth, fancy, oh, I'll cut that. Also, Beth neglects to mention off-the-beaten-path things like book readings and discussion groups, poetry and historical items of interest in Connecticut and New York. She's just as guilty as Darkseid is reading the TV Guide. She reads the entertainment insert from the Thursday Hartford Current. That's nitpicking, isn't it? <laughs> in my opinion, Nick does the best job on the segment. <laughs> Granted, he has clippings, but they are obscure items that people would never know. Like the all-you-can-eat sushi and local socials, to name a few. Nick should be given more time during this segment. <laughs> Nick gets an A-plus for all his work. I can't comment or critique Sean's segment as I have not a clue if these items are true or not, nor do I want to find out. But I'm sure they serve somebody in the community. And D, the segment by you is adequate and enjoyable, but I think you should crack the whip on Darkseid and Beth. Thank you for listening. Uh, Amy from East Haddam. Somebody asked well, me before why I don't mention the opening seasons and stuff like that, nor shall I ever, just due to the fact that, like I said before, then that means there's going to be a whole flock of people going to all these different places and stuff, and hey, if you're a hunter or a fisher, that's yeah. nice. Seriously, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So you where say I went great hunting. stuff on TV, keep them in the house. Right, where well, I went you're turkey hunting there getting this past all the game. season. Yeah, there was nobody there when I went turkey hunting this past season, and it was perfectly fine. Now, if I had mentioned it, who knows what would have happened, oh, and maybe a bunch of... Of, uh, a bunch of the peeps, my, you know. <laughs> yeah. I noticed right. when we do well, what I did this weekend, you never tell us that you went hunting. Well, it's because I never get anything. <laughs> <laughs> but he's out there by himself. I'm out there with so the it's gun. Cool. Nothing, yeah. Well, Ms. Lockwood, what do you think Amy's suggestion and maybe a few more, you know, a few First, more I want to mention that I don't eat on the air anymore after that other woman <laughs> who has some kind of beef with me lashed into me. Although... Dark side Nick and you, I hear chewing on the air all the time, and I, you guys never take flack for it. So yeah, no, well, lighten up, people, sister, because I'm not I doing they, it anymore. I think they expect more from you. I don't think so. This Could it be that once again you are angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me? Amy, for whatever reason, I, you know, you can always tell she probably doesn't care for me, and that's fine. Everybody has an opinion. And second of all, yeah, I do look at the cow because it's a resource for what's happening. Well, um... And I'm uh, not, I can't sit here and mention every book reading that's going on because we only have a certain amount of time. Okay, you can granted. certainly take it upon yourself to look and see what else is happening. Um, what about... <laughs> just got an anonymous... I got an anonymous instant message that says, I think we should let Psycho Dan give weekend ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Signed anonymous. I am all for that. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I take, you know, the top five or six things that I think look good. Because I don't have time to list everything. Uh, well, well, I don't know. That Amy from East Haddam, now that I think about it, I seem to remember that name gracing a few uh, very pro- Nick letters 
Does that name sound familiar to anybody? No. Yeah, well, I mean, but I don't think necessarily that uh, that she was um, a, a screwed up or trying to be offensive. You know what, Dee? You're right. What? She is. She's a big Nick supporter. No, I because re- if people people are concerned, they'll say, "Oh, Free you talk. know, like." You know, tell Beth that I can hear her chewing on the air. People who don't like somebody say, she's disgusting. That's Uh-oh. where you can tell the difference. Yeah, well, I left out one of the key sentences. And it, was, it was a bit, I, I would have really set you off. So you think that I'm in, I'm right about how she feels? Well, without, see, without even hearing whatever else offensive she's through my way. I left I out tell. the sentence, Beth fancies herself quite the intellectual. However... <laughs> she neglect, and then she, that's how she started. That she neglects to mention book readings and discussions. Well, then, Amy, apparently <laughs> you are. So you already know where they're happening. You don't need me to tell you. <laughs> how, well, or maybe she should email us. And I never claimed to be an intellectual. Because <laughs> that you claim, she says you fancy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure she knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, well, let's not get all very catty and everything. Let's not freak out. Let's remain calm. Remain calm. Criticism's tough to take. <laughs> I know, I'm just okay. saying, I don't have time to list everything that's going on. Of course we don't. We said in the meeting we were going to try to restrict ourselves, and everybody, everybody invited by that except <laughs> Nick, who actually got more long-winded. I personally I get think cut that, off. That, that your stuff is very is focused. Um, Nick... Uh, if people are enjoying Nick's rantings, I then like let Nick's me know. stuff too. I, I he always makes me laugh when he tells us about the early bird specials <laughs> and the socials, the hops that are going on for the elderly and all that <laughs> stuff. Beth, and, if this, I don't want this woman as a fan if she's not. <laughs> That's okay, That's Nicholas. I, I you can't please all the people all the time, and I. If I don't please Amy, well, she likes you, so she'll still stay with the show. Yeah, the only person I'm disappointed in is Dark Side, actually. Well, you know In my defense, I got to say, I've been paying Sean to... Uh, I know, <laughs> I didn't want to help Dark Side, but he doesn't even well, do well, his Sean own knows. list. That's okay. Well, Sean puts his mind together, too. Yeah, but he you actually know, he puts, puts effort into yours. And no. you don't, oh, you, my he God. He puts effort into yours, and you don't pay him. Yeah, but maybe you could add some oh, input. I'm, I'm going to start I mean, doing my own, dude, seriously. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to take the flack for Sean. You've been squawking <laughs> oh about that for about a month now. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could take the five minutes to you, look up yeah. a few <laughs> unique things that people might enjoy. Some of your clan might enjoy over the weekend. You piece of crap. You're going to sit here and complain about what I put together for you? I'm paying you for it. it oh, sucks. yeah. That coffee you every Friday. You're paying nice. Yes, I get him coffee and two bagels or donuts no. or whatever his fat ass eats every well, morning. you should yeah. save yourself the money and I'm, the flag and put I'm together gonna. your own list. That's what and I'm going to start doing. And I might add you As soon as we get back from vacation. And I might add you haven't paid in three weeks. So Why like, should I? You're look in at arrears. It. <laughs> you're paying him. I can't believe no, the thing is, I, D, D, he complains all the time of what I put together for him. He complains and complains. It's then crap. he then he picks on <laughs> then he he picks on me all week and, and about everything I do. And then I you say, "You did good, Chubby." I you say, did good. "I say to him, I say, Dark Side, I'm not putting together your weekends. Fine, fine, don't put them together." But then I feel bad for the kid because he can't. He doesn't know how to use well, the that's internet. Your problem, Open the then, cable Sean. guide. <laughs> oh, D. He doesn't know how to use the internet or anything like that. He just learned about the World Wide Web. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, um, uh, we have. Can we do this interview now? Yeah, let's go. Okay, we'll play this interview <laughs> for you. Check it out. We talked to Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction, 
And, of course, he's with the Chili Peppers for a while there as well. Solo album, uh, Trust No One's Out right now. Uh, listen to this. It's pretty cool. On D-Snyder Radio, it's Radio 104. Dave Navarro, how you doing, man? Mr. Snyder. Oh, Mr. Snyder, it's so formal. It is a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Well, uh, it is a pleasure to hear you say that. We're here with Beth Lockwood. She's the co-host of my show. Hi, Dave. Hi, what's your name? It's Beth. Hi, Beth. So, of course, you know, on D. Snyder Radio, the question on everybody's mind is, Dave, how did Twisted Sister affect your life? How did it affect my life? Yes. That's the question on everybody's mind? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, it's on my mind, Dave. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, what year was it? When did that take place? When was that going on? Well, it depends. Uh, we started in 1976, but the heyday, I guess, was 83, 84. Yeah, and so I must have been about 15. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I think it just really, I, for me, honest, to be honest with you. Go ahead, be honest. Open the door to outrageousness being acceptable. I am... You don't know how happy that makes I me. Think, are you crying? I, this is a little bit of a tear in here because... <laughs> I mean, like, but, I mean, the, the cool... I mean, it was an amazing time, you know what I mean? Did you catch the VH1, or no, I'm sorry, the MTV Movie Awards? Uh, this year? No, I did not. I think Christina Aguilera has taken on your old look. You know, now this is what 10 years of drug addiction and prostitution can do to a woman. She now looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm did you see that? Oh man, it's all over the internet. AOL had a t twin separated at birth thing. It's it's yeah. everywhere. I thought I was brilliant for making that connection. Here I am finding out that it's it's common knowledge. Yeah, I, you know what, what were her, what were her uh, cosmetics people thinking? They said, you know, Christina, you're such an attractive young lady. Why not look like D. Snyder from 1984? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she is, and she's awesome. You know, but it was just I, I was blown away. Okay, well now I'm gonna tell you what Dave Navarro. How Dave Navarro affected my life, uh, man! You you're cutting out. I'm a guy. Oh, okay. You hear me now? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this working? No, Dave. I saw I saw you with the Chili Peppers the last night of the tour. Uh, the one where you guys had Silverchair opening up for you. Oh, when was that in Long Island? Yes. We had the strippers come out. Yes, and, oh, yeah. and, and Anthony's sock fell off. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'll ask you about that, but first I'm going to compliment you. I was really, I always liked your guitar playing. Genuinely blown away, because you know you hear people in a studio environment, and you got the time to take to be meticulous to get everything just right. I couldn't believe, and I'm not just stroking you. I couldn't believe what you were getting your guitar to do that night. Honestly, it was great. Thanks, D. Uh, I mean that. I appreciate it. That's. Really, really nice. Well, and I just want to say that you have a new CD out called Trust No One. The new single is called Rexall? Yeah. After the drugstore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you care to tell us why? Uh, let's see. Well, that's just where my parents met. Oh, okay. And that, that, that song deals with, like, the misperception of relationships. And, um, you know, my parental relationship was the first one that I ever witnessed. You know, and um, I, get, I, I think as a lot of people do, you know, you look at your parents as to what their relationship is like, whether you are acknowledging that you're looking at it or not, and um, you kind of make some conclusions based on that, even at a very early age. And then you kind of walk into your first relationship with, you know, kind of like that is the blueprint. You know what? How'd you get so smart, man? You know what? Years of Twisted Sister. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I always say that, you know, your parents could sit there and beat you over the head with telling you things to do, and they don't realize that the stuff that's really affecting you is what they're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, and, that, and I think it even, it's, it's even true within 
you know, children who grow up without parents. Oh, yeah. Then there's just abandonment issues that you're bringing into your next relationship. Uh, your parents do it to us every which way. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and at this, having said that, though, I'm, not, I'm certainly not, like, blaming my parents for anything. It just, it just so happens I pulled the title because it was, you know, it was interesting to me. But Well, I'm blaming my parents. <laughs> I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that, Beth is like a goody two-shoes. Hey, you, what, your dad? No, Beth is, like, really, she's a nice girl, and her no, parents are... Really nice. I bet looking at guys like you and me, our parents blame themselves too. <laughs> I, you know, I just can't. I, I just have this. I, you know, just my own thing because you are an outrageous dresser. I love the way you dress. I love the way you look. I love the whole thing. Of course, I do. Yes. You know, because that's that's where I come from. And but I remember coming home like it was seven a.m. from a gig, wearing hot pants, stockings, t-shirts that I'm D fillet me but the more common term for it makeup running down my face and my dad who's a cop is outside changing oil in his car and he just goes morning D and it's like just a beaten shell of a man I'm like good night, dad was that before you were successful oh yeah yeah that was that was oh yeah we, may I ask you a question yeah Did he eventually become very very proud of his son Co totally and completely is that bizarre yeah it is it, I, I just yeah. don't get it yeah. your dad too oh yeah and, and did, did you have the, did you have the shame part of it? Well, it used to be, God, Dave, you know, why do you got to do that? Why do you got to wear that stuff? Why do you got to look like that? You, know, you should smile more and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, as soon as we started doing well, it's was like, yeah, my son, in fact, the story started, like, a, becoming, a, he started elaborating on him. Like, oh. like I would come home and, I, you know, I'd had a good show and, I, you know, it was a big show and I was really excited about it. And he'd tell the people at the office that I had just been selected as the first a civilian to be going to the moon on the lunar shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big. Oh, my dad, my dad started taking credit for my success. He would go, if I hadn't treated you the way I did, you wouldn't be inspired to write the songs that you wrote. And I say, Dad, how do you know I wouldn't be happier as a well-adjusted accountant? It's true. You know? I mean, really. I mean, I'm, I'm a tortured soul, for God's sakes. I mean, don't take credit for that. I know. We're talking with Dave Navarro, formerly of Jane's Addiction, formerly the Red Hat Chili Peppers, now solo album, new CD, Trust No One, new single, Rexall. Are you going to be touring this record? Yeah, in... Uh uh, in the fall but there is one thing what I, I, it's true that I'm formerly of Jane's Addiction but I'm also now in Jane's Addiction again oh okay well, did you know we're doing a tour uh, no I didn't uh, and I'm you know everybody right here eyes just went wide open when is that happening um I'm just kidding oh <laughs> We are going out. We're, we're leaving in August. Actually, we got a show here in New York tonight, one in L.A. tomorrow, um, and then we're leaving for tour August, September. Uh, it's cool because we get to just kind of like reapproach that band. You know, it's the greatest. Uh, that band is the greatest experience of my life, and to be able to do it again with like you know, kind of a clearer vision and some maturity is, is an amazing thing. Hey, you know, when I listen to you play, and I see it, and I got a bio here on you. I mean, it's. You've got so many influences and so many styles. I mean, you're metallic as all hell at sometimes, and then you're downright funky. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what just you just have a, a wide variety of uh, of likes, things, kind of music you like. You know what? I mean, the truth is, and I hate to sound like I'm trying to be heavy-handed here, but the truth is that my musical influences are are mainly the human condition, and it's more so than other music. So. I think that I try and um, put all, you know, there's a rainbow of of emotion within the human condition. I try and put all of that into my playing. 
you know, and I'm not always dark, I'm not always edgy, I'm not always happy, I'm not always um, aggressive, but I am all of those things and more, and, and we all are as people, and I think that that's what I try and put into my music. Dave, are you trying to say you have a plethora of styles? <laughs> I was trying, well, I wouldn't dare try to say <laughs> but... Yes. You have a plethora of styles. Well, hey, man, uh, I really look forward to seeing you play because I said I enjoyed the hell out of it when I saw you. The, the, oh, I want to ask you. Yeah. So you come out with the encore with the Chili Peppers and everybody's wearing socks. Right, right, right. Now, Anthony Kiedis falls off and he's <laughs> scrambling trying to get the sock back on. Why? Is, it, I don't know. That was the funniest thing because... <laughs> because the whole thing, and you know, I love Anthony. I'm not trying to diss the guy. Yeah, sure. But the funniest thing about that, because the way he scrambled was what made it funny. <laughs> you remember that, right? Yeah, it wasn't that it came off. Because you know, stuff happens, right? Right. You know, socks fall off, you know, but if you're going to wear a sock that implies that you're pretty, like, you know, on the edge and willing to risk it all and, like, you know, you don't care. You know, there's an attitude that goes with wearing the sock. Yeah, of course. You know I mean? But the scramble is the antithesis of that attitude. <laughs> like you're embarrassed because your sock fell off. You know what I mean? This was really, really funny. Dude. The irony within that whole moment was just like, you know, second to none. Well, I was there that night, and it was great. Dave Navarro, everybody, check out his new CD, Trust No One, one new single, Rexall. David, a real pleasure, pleasure to talk to you, man. Likewise, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And that wasn't a Freudian slip. I just said pressure. <laughs> it wasn't a pressure at all. No, no, no. Well, take it easy. We'll talk to you again sometime. Right, take care. That guy was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> know that. Uh, we're back, everybody. We're back. Okay. Uh, what's going on next? We have uh, news coming up, Nikolai. Yeah. Of course. And D-Day invitations to give away as well. So you want to stay tuned for that. We're going to do that the old way, which is simply calling number 10, but not yet. Not yet. Don't start calling now. It'll be completely useless. Oh, somebody wrote in with a review of Tomb Raider. We were talking about mm -hmm. that yesterday, Beth. It says, D, I, I don't think the idea behind Tomb Raider was to compete with great movies out there. Most of the people that enjoyed it or went to see it were fans of the game and or Angelina Jolie. I, I just got to say, when you, um, I'm cutting in here, Daryl. When, when you gross $46 million, you got more than just fans of the game going. Unless sure. it's a bigger game than I knew. Uh, I saw the movie, and I liked the game as well. I agree the movie wasn't great, but it was, in fact, exactly what I expected. A pretty girl with a big chest, big guns, wearing a tight outfit, running around, getting sweaty, and shooting stuff. I can't say I was disappointed. I guess you have to be a Tomb Raider fan to enjoy it. Uh, that's from Daryl. Well, so far, it's kicking ass. And I'm just curious how many people actually like the movie. 80 million-something so far. Yeah. I, I just It's a lot of people going to see it. You know, it didn't, it, and I'm not hearing anybody say that they really liked it. Daryl's the first one, but he's saying it basically because he's a huge Tomb Raider fan. Okay, news is next. Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, we have news on Napster and on Dr. Seuss, and it's probably not the best day you've ever had when you go to a red light district and discover that your wife is working there. Happened no! to uh, one guy. I'm telling you about his sad story. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> daughter keeps her mom's corpse in bed for six years. You dick! Mom's oh, in a cat fight at a rugby match. Also, um, news from Romania. Uh, 
Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider news, interestingly enough, just mentioning okay. that. Story about the late Joey Ramone. Story about Mick Jagger that's pretty funny and uh, more. So stick around. Right on. Yeah. So we have all that to look forward to. Isn't life wonderful? It's D. Snyder Radio. We're coming right back. Stick around. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. He needs controversy to keep him famous because of his unfortunate dearth of talent. Shut your mouth. The Snyder Radio. It's always nice to meet a fan. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. Oops. Dropping important things. Don't want to do that because you need to know what's going on. Thursday on D Snyder Radio, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla of uh, Comedy Central. Central's The Man Show calling in. They, too, are celebrating their third year. Well, we're celebrating our second year, but we're entering into our third year. So uh, they're calling in. They're always funny. They're interesting. What do you do? You know, the question is, not being a man show watcher myself, I don't think I'm man enough. Uh, does woman bouncing on trampoline in a bikini ever get old? No. No. <laughs> no. It's evergreen. It's fresh. I didn't think hooters, it did. Hooters, but... hooters. Does woman in thin, uh, in, uh, you know, bra getting ice cubes from the freezer, of course, which makes her nipples erect, ever get old? Just keeps no. getting better and better. No, I think this show can go on forever, quite honestly. <laughs> show me them boobies. <laughs> no kidding. All right, so they're calling it on Thursday. And... Do be aware, today is the big day. Nick's tag sale and auction. You are auctioning some things, Nick? Yes. Still? In Manchester, from 3 to 7 p.m., it's today at 185 Pine Street. In the Velvet Mill Building 2, there will be signs once you get in the vicinity of Velvet Mill Building 2 at 185 Pine Street. So you won't be able to miss it. Just look for the drunken rowdies. It's a kegger. Kegger slash tag sale. Sean and Nick will be there. Anybody else in the show going to be present? I yeah. know I won't. Yeah, Darkside's supposed to show up. I don't know about Beth. You I, said earlier in the week that you I want to swing by. I have a couple of planning wedding-related appointments. No, 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 I know, no, no, no. I know. Party, My week Beth. is insane. I want to stop by and maybe check out some of those for the place. great deals. But Yeah, maybe you could pick up something for the place. Tell Glenn. It's a good idea. We're pretty yeah. full up, but you never yeah, know. I, I mean, I have the Twisted Sister CDs. I yeah, gave, I gave, I gave them each one spindy. <laughs> I'd like you to know. But there's you're, a... I, yeah, you aren't selling yours, are you, Beth? No, no of course not. <laughs> treasure <laughs> those. I know you treasure those. <laughs> I certainly do. Wouldn't, so wouldn't today, have hurt you to throw us a copy of Stay Hungry. You gave us everything but Stay Hungry. <laughs> it was the only one they didn't reissue. <laughs> the Atlantic Records has that. I don't have a copy myself, I don't think. It's weird that way that you don't have copies of your own records because you wind up giving them to everybody. You know, they come over and it's like, oh, do you got a spare copy? And you're like, ah, I guess I'll get another one. You know, somebody. Then you wind up not having your own music. Uh, do, do, do. Okay. So anyway, go online to Radio104.com and you can get detailed directions 
to Nick's apartment. But it's happening today. Some people are getting there early. They're going to start uh, tailgating right now. I hear there's people out there tailgating. <laughs> it's going to be a real scene <laughs> at Nick's apartment today for the big tag sale kegger. All right. Got some D-Day invitations. Darkside, lock out the phone lines, please. Uh, we have news to do, but first, traffic with Psycho Dan. All right, traveling here in Hartford on the Conlin Whitehead Road. That's just outside the park. We had a crash on the Conlin Whitehead on ramp. That'll slow you down just a bit. Traveling on 84 East gets heavy around the Park Road curve. Not too bad after that. 84 West will slow down from the Governor's from Bulkley Bridge rather into town out to about Asylum Ave. But traffic begins to break up after that. 91 South slow going from Exit 37 into town. 91 North looks good, no problems there. Traveling on Route 2 a little bit slow approaching Exit 5D. Then again from Exit 4 up to the flyover down in New Haven on 91 South. A little bit slow going from exit 4 down to the 95 merge. 95 south, we had a uh, crash at exit 55 in Brantford. That'll slow you down just a bit. Then it gets slow again from the Lake Salton Stall Bridge up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8 in Waterbury. It looks pretty good right now. At 819, I'm psycho down at this modern rec report at Radio 104. All right, the big day is Friday, D-Day 2, celebration of two years of D. Snyder Radio, two successful years. The show has grown to become a very important show in the state of Connecticut. I don't want to say important. That's, that's a bad word. Prominent, successful, top rated, whatever you want to call it. And we're having the big show at Six Flags, New England. It's an invitation only event starting at 6 a.m. We've got a thousand inv invitees coming, and all invitees will get all sorts of D. Snyder Radio merchandise, D Day 2 posters and pictures and commemorative CDs. We are opening the doors at 9 a.m. If you haven't decided to go yet, look at the weather picture. It's perfect. Download the coupon, the special Six Flags coupon for $10.04 admission before noon. Get there early. They're opening the gates at 9 a.m. because they've declared this Friday, June 29th, to be D-Day for the entire day. And to that end, Radio 104 will be broadcasting live all day long from Six Flags New England. Come to the show, and the last hour will open the doors of the Batman Spectacular so anybody can join the party and see uh, Seven Mary Three. They're going to perform, and of course, we'll be there. Regrettably, I'm not, you know, I'll be there, of course, for the show, but I'm going to be taken off right out of there because i got to get back to Long Island to the airport because I have to go to Germany on Friday night. But anyway, we want you to be a part of it all, but... The show, a select few will get to be invited to the show and call number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. We'll win a pair of invitations to the big show Friday at Six Flags. It's D-Day 2, and it's coming soon. All right, well, now that that's taken care of, it's time for the news. There could be new legal problems for a Connecticut man currently in a Russian prison on drug charges. The case of John Tobin took a new twist today with officials from the Russian Counterintelligence Agency saying they may bring new espionage charges against the Ridgefield native. So not looking so good for him. Here in Connecticut? He's from Connecticut, yeah. We got a spy? Well... That's, that's badass. <laughs> that makes Hopefully us he's not, so that he won't have to stay in prison there any longer than his okay. current charges will warrant. But I see how that could be a cool thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, just looking for things, anything that pump up the image to make people think twice of messing with Connecticut. I mean, why Texas? Don't mess with Connecticut. That that has a ring to it as well, right? It doesn't rhyme as well, but it still sounds good. <laughs> 
Bridgeport Mayor Joe Gannam and his wife are celebrating the birth of their third child. Gannam's wife Jennifer had a healthy baby boy yesterday. Mayor says they haven't yet decided on a name. So good. Congratulations. Friend. How many children is that for them? Any idea? Three. Three. Mm-hmm. Three kids. Yeah. Napster will continue to remove copyrighted material from its song-swapping service. A federal appeals court has upheld an earlier decision that Napster contributes to copyright infringement and must remove protected works. Slim pickings on Napster mm. right now. It is, it is a, a pale shadow of, well, the, of the downloadable site it once was. And you know my feelings about it. It was abused. It was a, it was a kind of a cool, not kind of a cool idea. It was a cool idea. And the system was abused by people, and, you know, that's why people came down on it. If it's little nickel and dime stuff, nobody's going to care. But when it comes wholesale downloading of recorded material, of copyrightable material, you're bound to get cracked down on. Because I think my kids just discovered it. And, I mean, now it's, you know, they get sound bites from TV shows and things like that, which is a lot of fun, but... It doesn't have much, uh, you know, not much left on there as far as music goes. By the way, Keith from Meriden won the D-Day invitations. So stop uh, phoning now. But do be aware that we'll be giving away a pair with what do we learn today later on in the show. And tomorrow and Thursday, Mudbone's going to be out on the road giving away D-Day invitations, a limited amount, at two different locations each morning. So tune in to D-Snyder Radio and find out where, where the hell is Mudbone and... Have a chance to be looking for him, and I quote, cold chilling in the Radio 104 Sequoia with a limited amount of invitations to give away in the next two days. So there's other opportunities for you. Okay? All right. One lawmaker says a bill which would make New York the first state to ban the use of handheld cell phones while driving will save lives. Assemblyman Steve Levy says the benefit is quite large in the number of deaths that we will avoid. The State Assembly approved the measure yesterday and has already passed the State Senate and is expected to be signed by Governor George Pataki this week. There are authorities on these things. Of, of course, the manufacturers of phones, are, they're totally against it because they feel it's going to hurt them. But there are people who have done studies and they say that actually talking hands-free is not going to make any difference because you're still not focused mm-hmm. on the road, and it's a distraction. I, I can't buy that. I mean, granted, when you're talking on the phone, even if it's hands-free, it is a distraction. But it's, if you've got two hands on the wheel and you're not whole cradling it in your neck or, or you know, leaning and talking, you've you got to be better off than when you, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'd say it's, it's just be. the same as having a passenger in the car. Really? Exactly. Well, I would think that. And, you know, or really get into the music that's playing mm-hmm. on stereo. I mean, I understand that it's not the best case scenario, but A, it's a realistic th- lo- ru- uh, it's a realistic law to get passed, and B, it's got to help. I know it'll help me once I stop. Supporters are launching a petition campaign in Theodore Geisel's hometown of Springfield, Massachusetts, today to create a special Cat in the Hat license plate up there in mass geisel of course wrote the cat in the hat and other children's books under the name dr seuss some of the proceeds from that special license plate would go toward a six million dollar national memorial to dr seuss that's under construction at the springfield library and museums that's cool yeah i would like a cat in the hat license plate only one here could get one though is probably nick right mm-hmm. your car is registered in massachusetts sure yeah your parents address right <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got a cat in the hat license plate. 
<laughs> you would never hear the end of it from these guys. <laughs> oh, I don't care what Darkseid says. What D says is much different, but, uh, you know. I um, think that'd be cool. What am I, I don't know. I would like one. You know, but actually, this guy, this just made me think of charity. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Looney Tunes, Cat, Dr. Seuss. I like that stuff. Mr. Spock from Southington, Connecticut. This just made me think about that. Mm -hmm. Talk about charitable things. He said, you guys have been looking to do something to raise money for charity. He says, why not produce a CD? Now, he suggested with the best song parodies on them um, and sell them with the proceeds going to charity. But I'm thinking that we should produce a, a greater quantity of this of the CD we're making here, you know, mm -hmm. the best of D-Snyder Radio, because we're making a limited amount. And uh, sell those with all the proceeds, except for manufacturing costs, because it costs like a buck and a quarter mm -hmm. to, to make them, going to ch some charity of our choice. I think that's a great idea. That would kind of be a cool thing, because a lot of people are asking about those, and are saying, what do you mean, they, you know, they couldn't get the first one, they couldn't get the second one, there was only like 500 or 1,000 made. There's an opportunity, not for not for our own thing, but to, to make some money and send it to a charitable cause. That could be kind of be cool. Yeah. Let's think about that, Nick. Okay. All right. A German man who went looking for a brothel discovered his wife had been secretly working as a prostitute. The couple Ooh. ended up bumping into each other in the red light district in, I believe it's pronounced Aiken. Police were called when the chance encounter turned into a heated argument. She's a whore. <laughs> Not surprisingly. Wow. I mean, he's yelling at her, and she's, what, you're no better. You're -ah. out here looking for a hooker anyway. Hoo-ah! These... Little do they know they had the perfect scenario right at home. Well, what a... Yeah, no kidding. He's out cruising, and she's out selling. Yeah. But there's no money to be made in that. That's true. Yeah, you know, give it the same money going back. Yeah, but at least you break that, even. That would he's blow spending. your mind, though. Yeah. That would blow <laughs> your mind. Dark side, I'll pay it on myself. If I was to find out that Suzette was hooking on the side or something like that, was you know, it's like, oh my God, what would you do? I mean, there are many people who've got little dirty little secret ah, lives ah, going on. You see him every day on Jerry Springer and mm. Sally Jesse Raffaele. Who's got these people? <laughs> Those I'm a people man. Aren't real on Jerry Springer, are they? You don't think any of them are real? I don't. I don't know. None of them. I don't know. I was. I was never a Springer watcher, but sometimes you pass by, and it's like a car crash. You can't not watch for a minute. And it's something like, you know, he's going to find out that his wife is actually a man. You know, had no idea. <laughs> he's not very bright. <laughs> Didn't the penis they sort of give you a clue? No, 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 no. I didn't. I just thought it was a little extra flesh. <laughs> well, you remember just yesterday we were talking about how there was that two-foot crocodile in Central Park. Well, up in Buffalo, New York, they've got an even bigger problem. They have a two. Uh, let's see how big theirs is. Four feet uh, alligator up there that they think had previously been a pet but had gotten loose and is now roaming around Buffalo. So they have animal control officers out looking for this, and they say it makes that Central Park crocodile look like a kitten. Look like half the size. Yes. That's, uh, four foot is not a big croc. But it's still These pretty are, strong, don't you think? And this is, No, and this is Buffalo. Just wait till the winter, the thing will die. Nothing can survive in <laughs> Buffalo. That's something that comes from... The, from well, you know, the Everglades, my God, could never survive that. No, four feet is nothing. You got to go down to Florida. You know, in Florida, when you live there, 
alligators. I mean, you know, a lot of the a lot of the developments have been built um, have been built, you know, into rural areas, mm-hmm. which were once Everglades areas. So I'm in, I'm in my backyard, a black indigo snake, huge black snake in my yard. And we had to had the alligator in the pond. We would just go a couple miles away. And at night, you can see all the alligators coming, uh, you know, for, at dusk, they come up and people will be throwing them food and stuff, which is a bad thing to do. Yes. So, I mean, I don't think, that, you know, people freak out up here with a four foot, you know, a four foot alligator in Buffalo. Nothing survived in Buffalo. Not even Doug Flutie. So <laughs> <laughs> he moved on. Well, it's the same thing as if they had two feet of snow in Florida. They wouldn't know what to do about it. We don't know what to do about alligators. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, two feet of snow my ass. They get, and it's happened on rare occasion, they'll get like a quarter inch of snow. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of traffic accidents. They have no clue what to do when, when, when that happens. It's completely, they're completely out of their element. Well, a California woman has apparently kept her mother's corpse in bed for the past six years. Oh. Police in San Luis Obispo found a decomposing body in bed where the 95-year-old woman had died. An autopsy showed she died sometime in February of 1995. They say the 63-year-old daughter was too upset by her mother's death to have her taken from the house. Hello, handsome! <laughs> no. <laughs> Social security officials were curious after checks hadn't been cashed in a few years. The daughter is now being treated at a psychiatric hospital, but will not be charged with anything. Oh, so she wasn't even, like, doing it for the money. No. She was just distraught. you hear about creepy stuff like that mm-hmm. where people are living off the check. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now the checks would hip the tour? Nobody mentioned the smell? Well, after a while, I'm sure. Well, no, she probably didn't have a lot of company. <laughs> you think? I mean, after a while, I think the smell must dissipate, right? That's an attention getter. That Come skull on. that you had decomposing in your garage didn't smell after a while, right? Uh, no, after a while, it goes away. Yeah. Did it oh. smell for a while there? Did it, did it smell rotten? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell something was rotting away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but a body, I mean a body, you... Uh, let's not bicker <laughs> and argue about who killed who. She's... Obviously, got some psychological issues. She kept a dead body in the house for five years. I don't think she's concerned about the stink. Was that woman's name, Anthony Perkins? Is that is that is that who that woman is? Oh God! Dark That's side disgusting! Oh oh! oh. Sorry. Boom. <laughs> you gotta throw a throw-up sound in on that one. My <laughs> God. <laughs> Nick wants to know if you got the address. <laughs> in New Zealand, four women were involved in a brawl on the sidelines of their children's rugby match. There you go. Witnesses say the women were at a match uh, between under nine-year-old kids when kicking, punching, and hair-pulling ensued. Police are investigating the report. They say adults, three adults connected with one side made statements to police after the game, and they're trying to sort out what happened, but they're taking it very seriously. We've talked about this before. Parents are just out of freaking control. I mean, it's kids. You know, and I, but I got to admit, it is, you know, infuriating when you see one of your kids, you know, your kid being brutalized by some, you know, Cretan out on the field because 
kids grow at different rates, and I don't understand why they don't have like a weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they, instead of doing it by height and weight, they do it by age, and it just doesn't work. Especially when you get into that, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve area where kids start to have growth spurts. So you'll see some eleven-year-old out there who's like five, five foot eight, and one hundred and seventy pounds out there, and they go, "What the hell is that thing doing out there?" So I mean, it is infuriating, but still, when the, when and I told you, I, I was in a situation where you know, fists were thrown. Unfortunately, he tried to cheap shot me and hit a pregnant woman in the belly, but that was uh, uh, who was trying was getting between us. But that wasn't wasn't my fault. I just called his wife an ass. <laughs> Because she was cur- they cursing at the kids. It's a, it's a, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, Beth. And one day you're going to find out for yourself. I hope you're not there brawling on the sidelines in the tuck <laughs> I don't plan or wherever to be. you decide to hang your hat and make home. <laughs> well, also in New Zealand, couples. We saw what happened at that. Uh, things got a little terse. A little terse at the karaoke the other night. Well, she started with us. Yeah. You know, we That's- were minding our own business. <laughs> Don't mess with me when I'm at karaoke. (laughs) This is also happening in New Zealand. Couples who have been married there for the past 40 years have discovered what they're calling a professional guest in their wedding photos. This mysterious woman is thought to have been a regular at Catholic weddings for the past 40 years and managed to sneak on the edge of hundreds of wedding photos and has even been pictured with just the bride and groom. The elderly woman is believed to have ended her reign sometime in the 80s, and they think she probably has died because they haven't seen her popping up recently. Yeah, I think she's in that bed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they discovered that she's just gone to weddings for years and years. She's a whore. And uh, she just gets her pictures taken with the bride and groom, and then she goes and she eats at the buffet or the sit-down or whatever, and it's a pretty nice life. I don't know what magazine it was. I think it was Sports Illustrated that I saw a couple. Uh, I don't know if it's a running thing they've got or it was just a, a one-off. But it was some photos people had taken with celebrities, with athletes. But when they got home to find... No, no, no. It wasn't celebrity. It was just... It, I, I don't know what magazine it was. But there were photos that they had taken. And they get home and the film get developed. And they see other people in the picture. One one was really blatant. This guy sitting with his wife, getting ready to take a picture, was his, his new bride. And at, just before they flash, some Zalmanesque character <laughs> literally leans in the picture in front of the wife and sticks his head in front of the camera with a big smile. So there's a picture of the guy with this complete stranger in the picture. Another one was a guy who got a picture taken with like Shaquille O'Neal. And when he got it home, he found some woman had stuck her head into the frame down below by, by like, the stomach, on Shaquille's stomach. No idea. This woman's face is in there. And I would think that sounds so insane to see that, but my own son, Jesse, I remember catching him doing that when he was about 11 or 12 <laughs> at Universal Studios. We, we were like, we, I caught him, like, sneaking into people's <laughs> photos and, like, leaning in. And, uh, like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know, just getting in the picture. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it might be some kind of psychosis or something where you want to get in other people's pictures. Maybe. I saw a picture of Rob Halford in Metal Edge magazine striking a pose 
and there's Sean, his head right in front of Rob's crotch. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. It was look kind of surprised that the picture was being taken, actually. Yeah, nobody was supposed to snap that one. <laughs> A four-year-old Romanian boy has been given a rabies injection and had his stomach pumped after reportedly eating the family's pet cat. Oh. The boy is said to have strangled the cat and then pulled off pieces of it. Oh, come on. He'd eaten apparently most of the cat apart from the bones and fur by the time he was spotted by his mom. Doctors didn't believe the mother's story until they found pieces of cat hair in his mouth and then ordered his stomach be pumped and there was the evidence. After Wait, being given this Romania again? Yes. <laughs> what is going on over there? After Something about that bowl of fur that just puts a big smile on my face. <laughs> In addition to having the rabies injection, he's also under observation. You think? Yeah. <laughs> he's a descendant of Vlad the Impaler. I mean, if you're strangling pets at four, you're only a few years away from Dahmer. I, I think, yeah. I, I mean, you're already eating cat by uh, four. You've got some... <laughs> oh, is that dark side? He's <laughs> 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 always at the ready. Well, he probably heard his dad talking about it and said, well, let me give it a shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> 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 Look at Beth trying to calm herself. <laughs> well, how does a four-year-old come up with an idea like that? Well, maybe Starving? he was really, really hungry. <laughs> I know. Times are tough in Romania. Underfed? Well, God. I think it's more likely that that's the reason than the one dark side is implying. <laughs> it might be horny. <laughs> give me a break, man. Will My you just give me a break, it. please? I don't know what all the fuss is about. Puberty's starting earlier, everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right. Oh, now he's taking it too far, <laughs> Oh, that's not right. I was being subtle. Hardly. <laughs> like a crutch. Well, Angelina Jolie is in the news. Now, there is a report. This is from Jeanette Walls, who's sort of a well-known Hollywood-style reporter. And she is claiming that Angelina Jolie's love of tattoos is resulting in more and more women rushing to tattoo parlors to have their own tattoos put on. She says that maybe people look at Angelina Jolie and say, hey, you know, she's a really great-looking woman. looks good on her. And uh, why not give it a shot myself? I don't know. Well, she's on the uh, on Rolling Stone on the cover, and she's got huge black work on her abdomen. Oh, going she does. Down her, yeah, weird. She's got a big X that's below the the. It, she actually pulls is pulling her panties down to just about as far as you can go to expose most of a big black cross or X on there. And uh, it's it's and she's getting more and more artwork done. Well, I knew she had the Billy Bob on her arm. Yeah, then she and Bush! she and Billy Bob, you know, just recently got additional pieces that was sim. Uh, and she has some words right across her her area down there. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Good day for I mean, the tattoo uh, artist. Yeah, it's in Latin. I don't know exactly what it says, but right right across down there, I know there's a a band called Nashville Pussy that has two girls in the band. Uh, and the bass player, who's a, a freaking wild woman, she's got Eat Me tattooed right, o right over her belly button or just below her belly button. Cool. I don't know if that's going to catch on. Uh, Probably not. No, <laughs> none of my girlfriends has it. <laughs> no, not popular no. in your circle? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Eat Me tattoo? Yeah. 
Well, this is oh, sort what of. What do you mean you have the translation? Whip out everything you got <laughs> and do it in the butt. That's what it says. That translated from the Latin, the tattoo uh, right b- above Angelina Jolie's crotch. That's what it's in Latin, actually. You're right. Well, this is sort of a sad story. Of course, Joey Ramone just died recently, but apparently he never... Excuse me. Did you see Sean's new tattoo? No. Right over his uh, crotch? Feed me? <laughs> <laughs> it's very sort of like eat me. Um, apparently he and guitarist Johnny Ramone never settled the riff that had grown between them. They had been fighting for years. Johnny says it's not that he didn't care that Joey was dying of cancer, that he did call a mutual friend every other day to ask how Joey was doing, but didn't call Joey directly. Johnny says if he were in Joey's position, he wouldn't want Joey calling him. So they never reconciled. So why is he coming forth with this information? Is he feeling guilty? I don't know. Maybe he was asked about it. They say, you know, they say that when you've got something like that hanging over your head, with the person passed mm-hmm. away, you feel like sort of the person who's still alive feels grateful. First, they feel grateful, and then they feel, you know, kind of guilty. Yeah. Because they didn't work it out. But, uh, you know, look at our own Nick, you know. Never reconciled with Puccini. <laughs> His pet dog passed away and never had a chance to say the things he wanted to say. It was sad. It was sad. Right. Regrets it to this day. Puccini knew that you loved him, Nick. I, wouldn't worry I, about I, it. I hope so. Mick Jagger is in the news He has another solo album coming out He's done a few of course in the past And one of the tracks is written about his ex-wife Jerry Hall And the fact that she broke up with him And refuses to get back together with him The track Hmm. titled Gun Talks about Jerry. She's not mentioned by name, but it's basically stated that it was very cruel of her to walk out on him. She may as well get a gun and, quote, shoot it through this heart of mine. He sings that although she acts mild and meek, she's really torturing the only man who truly loves her. Wow. I have a suggestion. Yeah, what's that? Maybe he shouldn't have fathered an illegitimate child when they were dating. Right, maybe he shouldn't be having sex like a wild man. <laughs> I mean, come on, Mick. I mean, really. How many chances do you think you get with this same woman? I know a lot of rock musicians crack me up with the lyrics of their songs. How they're you know they're they're so angry at the girl and they're so angry at the woman's torn their heart out and oh yeah, I happen to be screwing her best friend. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know why she won't take me back, man. I was devoted to her. <laughs> I'm the only was... one who really loves her. Can't you tell? Oh man, I I had my bodyguard in the '80s was mixed bodyguard on the Steel Wheels tour tour Mm -hmm. he said it was so bad what was going on it was like literally out the window you'd see jerry pulling up the hotel and mick would have uh vic that was the guy taking the girls out of the room that moment and bringing them out a back way I mean, it wasn't even like a rest period or a moment to, you know, to, to gather your thoughts. It's like, oh, she's coming in. Get out. And so he's, you know, but uh, yeah, he made some mistakes. One, two, maybe a thousand. <laughs> maybe he's learned his lesson, Beth. Maybe he learned his lesson. Maybe it finally has happened. 
Well, one of England's big betting houses, you know you can bet on, on just about anything in England, including whether or not a UFO is going to land on Downing Street. They take bets on things like that. Well, one of the bets that they've taken in the past for Wimbledon, which is happening now for the next two weeks, is whether or not a streaker will run across one of the courts at Wimbledon. But this betting agency now has decided that they won't take that bet anymore because too often people had been taking the bet and then streaking themselves to actually <laughs> win the money. <laughs> so Look at Nick over there. I can see his brain <laughs> fermenting. He's going, wait a minute. That's a good bet. I can Have take that one. <laughs> so the betting house got hip to it and said, no more will we take the streaking bet on Wimbledon. They will take, however, bets on whether or not it'll rain every day or how often it'll rain and who will win and all that kind of thing. So, Will they take bet on somebody possibly using a bottle on themselves on the hey, they tennis might. court? <laughs> might take that bet? Yeah. It might be a good bet to place, Nick. Yeah, sir. <laughs> there was a big upset there yesterday. Martina Hingis was knocked out in the first round. She says she's got a little tendonitis in her lower back. Some big advances for the Americans, including Jennifer Capriati, Serena Williams, Pete Sampras, Michael Chang, Todd Martin, and Andy Roddick. Red Sox beat Tampa Bay 12-8. Yankees over Cleveland 8-7. The Cubs, though, beat the Mets 2-1. Sunny near 90 today. Tonight, some fog in the 60s, and tomorrow looks like one of the hottest of the week anyway. Sunny, hot, humid as well, and near 95. 67 at 848. Summer is here, people. Summer is definitely here. All right, we got some things to take care of. Of course, we'll give you some traffic in just a minute, our last traffic update of the morning. We're going to take a break. We come back, have some reaction to... Uh, remember the article you did about people flushing the to public toilets with their feet right pretty big reaction to that um and also i've got it was interesting i think it was interesting i found an article that was talking about two rock quote-unquote rock musicians books of poetry paul mccartney has a book of poetry out now as does jewel Okay, and they compare. They took took uh, segments of poetry from each of them on similar subjects. I want to see if you could tell who wrote what. And I, I it was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, I was having trouble telling who wrote what. Oh well, we'll discuss. I, I want to share that with you when I get back. See if you guys can tell uh, who wrote the poetry. It's not as it's not as boring as you think it might be. Big poetry. I'm not a big poetry fan myself. Dark side. So relax. I like don't read poetry, but it was just caught my eye because you know they just well it was just little clips you know from a little bit of ex mm -hmm. little excerpts, and I'm reading them going holy crap. And these people call themselves artists? <laughs> so so uh, I want to share that with you when we return as well. And we've got another song parody entry. You know, the door's closed. The song parodies are in. Friday, we're announcing the winner of the Sea-Doo GTS 2001 Personal Watercraft. And, of course, three runner-ups who have DVD players coming their way as well. They'll be at D-Day, too. We're already making those decisions, so we'll share another one with you as well when we return. All right, Psycho, time to do your thing. Traffic. Call now. Back to D. Snyder Radio. See my beeps? Can't wait. What do you want? Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. Right. 
on D-Side Radio, brand new On the Road with Mudbone. He'll actually, you know, his, his piece is, uh, he's on the continent, but he did jet back for the festivities. D-Day 2, that is, and tomorrow and Thursday, he'll be literally out there on the road in the state of Connecticut. Two different locations each day, giving away some invitations to D-Day. Also, Saga Divas, Psycho Dan's Game Show as well. Big day tomorrow. And you should be very aware that today is Nick's Tag Sale and Auction happening at his apartment and kegger. Auction Tag Sale kegger where he's selling off everything. Everything must go. He's moving on. It's a new start, a fresh start. D-Day 2 ends the second year of D-Snyder Radio. We go to vacation. New new apartment for Nick. New life. Yeah. He's a new man. <laughs> in year three. Okay, and the address that you want to know is 185 Pine Street in Manchester, Connecticut. 185 Pine Street. And he is, Nick, where, where exactly is your apartment? Give him some details there. Um, if you take 84, uh, that leads right into 384. You get on that. And you get off at the Hartford Road exit. And Pine Street is right off the Hartford Road exit. And once you get in that area, we'll have plenty of signs leading you in the uh, direction of my apartment. So uh, it will be very easy for you to find. Get there early. There's some tailgating going on. It's going to be really exciting. 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. today. And, you know, not only will you be part of D-Snyder Radio history, but the shame of the city on on Thursday will be based on the shame of Nick's apartment. So Sean and Nick will have their tape recorder handy, and they will be talking to the peeps who come down. It's going to be a good time. Good times today between 3 and 7. Uh, okay, well, the song parody contest... We close the doors on Friday, as I said. People are vying. We have three runner-ups who will get DVD players. And the grand prize is an $8,000 Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft, which is awesome. All four candidates, I guess, will be invited to D-Day, too. So look at the call, I guess, Wednesday or Thursday, saying, hey, man, you're a finalist. Come on down. But they're not going to know who's getting, the, who's getting the grand prize until we announce it on D-Day, too at Six Flags, New England. And during the show, we'll play the four winners. We'll say the third runner-up, second runner-up, first runner-up, and, of course, the grand prize winner. And if they've got a hitch on their vehicle, they should be able to tow away that damn thing. Nick, is that being worked on and taken care of? And do we have that? Is it actually going to be there? Because I will blow a gasket oh, after don't how many times it. I've been told that the thing is a done deal and how, how long we have... You know, how much advance notice we get if they actually don't deliver the goods. I mean, I know we got it. There's no doubt about that. I know that I know we've got it because I know the people from the following CDU dealers all joined in to make this pro great prize available. Connecticut Power and Sport, New London, Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury, Midtown, Kawasaki, and Rocky Hill. New England Cycle Center in Hartford, New Haven Power Sports in New Haven, RER Motor City in Monroe. Uh, Westbrook Power Sports in Westbrook, Yamaha Kawasaki of Putnam, and Thayer's Marine in Norwich. I know we've got the prize. That's not a question. Is is it going to be there? It'll be there hooked to a trailer. Beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. So we've got another song parody. This one's from Adam Stern. And uh, let's see what his offering sounds like. Well, I turn to 104.1 FM upon my radio dial. It's rocking all modern rocking. <laughs> the guy from Twisted Sister, man, oh man. 
singing that was a great one lyrics were great we are so screwed (laughs) the only only thing that everybody looked at each other went huh is when he said Milo (laughs) Milo yeah I was like Milo (laughs) (laughs) that was great the intern that won't go away not that we want him to Milo was a great kid and a friend of the show of course Uh, uh, anyways (laughs) That was really good. From, well done, Adam Lightning, Stern. Lightning, right? Wasn't that what that yeah, was? Yeah, it was yeah. Lightning. That was really good. Keep talking. Oh, all right. Oh, man. So now I've got some uh, reactions here. <laughs> I love the little breakdown where you're just talking about your head. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there going, did I say that? <laughs> big man and big features. <laughs> big head, big eyes, big and chin. Huge big bitch. <laughs> Oh, that was really fun. Oh, yeah, take it out of context. Yeah, it sounds a little strange. It was a conversation, for God's sakes. All right, some uh, reactions here. Uh, well, this was part of the reactions were to the whole toilet etiquette thing. When mm-hmm. Mick was here, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, Postal writes, D, wanted to let the peeps in on a system I use when in public, in a public bathroom. Read this story, Beth, that... Like, was it 60, 70% of people, 80% flush with their feet? About 60%, yeah. And then there were about 20 other percent that take tissue. So it was very few 
people who just freehand flush the toilet. Well, Postal was talking about the washing deal. It says, after you've done with the main attraction, first pull out six inches of towel. Leave it attached to the dispenser. That's what I do. Then wash your hands. When done, grab the six inches of towel. Use it to grab the handle and pull out another foot and a half or so of towels to dry your hands. If you need more, <laughs> reuse the towels to get more. Foot and a half. Foot and a half. <laughs> when all done, all you have touched is the sink handles. It works pretty good. So yeah, but oh, you can't touch the sink handles after you wash your hands. No, he's saying pri previous. Right, previous. Okay, good. Because you had the piece hanging out, but previous. You know, well, that's you a good, I mean, aside from the fact that you're killing a lot of trees, that's a really good system. Um, J.L. Stocker said the last Friday, Mick Foley told a lovely story on why not to shake someone's left hand. On Saturday morning during the week's highlight show, D-Side Radio Encore with Dark Side Dave, 6 to 10 a.m. Saturday mornings, that segment was played when my friends and I were driving into New York City. We were hysterical over the flushing with the foot and left hand thing. Remember, Foley said that in Malaysia? What country was that? Uh, I think he said Malaysia, yeah. Where they wipe with their left hand exclusively, but they don't use paper. And nobody wanted him to shake his left hand. Uh, it says, we went to the NHL draft at MSG, Madison Square Garden, and had the opportunity to meet Dale Purinton. The only reason I watched the New York Rangers is for Dale. After meeting Dale, my friend and I were in the bathroom, and she sees me standing there looking like I was debating with my hands. I couldn't figure out which hand Dale actually shook with. She starts laughing and crying. <laughs> she was laughing so hard, hoping it wasn't the left one. Thanks for making me think of such disgusting things over my weekend, J.L. Stocker. So I guess now she's very conscious of what hand people are shaking with. Figuring they use a left to wipe their ass. I don't think that people do that in this country. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dale. He's a count. He's a <laughs> he's a, a Cro-Magnon man, but I think he probably uses paper like the rest yeah. of us. It's a good guy. And <clears throat> well, we got a letter here. It says, "Subject germaphobes." D. For the last two days, I have heard you people describe how you avoid germs in public bathrooms. You people make me sick. Germs are part of life. The more you try to prevent contact. Uh, with germs, the greater your chances are of getting sick. If your body isn't exposed to germs, it won't be able to build up an immunity to them. The closest I've ever come to preventing contact with germs is to wipe the seat on occasion if it looks wet. That includes the rare occasion I have to use a portolette. I don't cover the seat or attempt to hover over it. I simply set my bare ass down on the seat. You can forget about me washing my hands. If there's what? no crap on them after I take a dump, there's no need to clean up. Just grab the handle with your bare hands and flush. You might think that I stand a greater chance of getting sick than you, but you're dead wrong. I've never gotten anything worse than a stuffy nose in the winter. I've never had any of those childhood diseases that most people had, and I was never immunized against them. I know I was exposed to them because I attended public schools. I never get colds. I never get headaches, sore throats, or any of that crap. Why? Because I don't try and shelter myself from germs or bacteria. I say bring them on because my immune system is ready for whatever you got. Signed, give me a break. Look at that. Note to well, self, don't shake, give me a break's hands. <laughs> Well, we've talked about this. No, though. I know, and I, that you know, I don't take, I don't. So, like I said, I don't use antibacterial soap, and I'm pretty free with that stuff. But I'm more careful in the bathroom, for sure. I will fess up to that. Well, I mean, I don't want to sit on 
somebody else's urine. I know. I mean, I especially think in a guy's room because I know that Darcy's hosing it down. <laughs> this, there, you know? this guy's a real renegade. I think there's a difference between being really freaked out about germs and just sitting down on the bowl that's been Gets previously sprinkled. But he's got a point, though, as far as the building. I totally believe that yeah. your body builds up immunities to the germs. That's what uh, that's what immunizations are. Well, they say they that give all you a little the time. Dose. That- Kids who are totally sheltered are more prone to developing asthma because their body doesn't build up a natural resistance. I, I was the other day, um, we just had our pool put in and the, they added the water, but they hadn't started the system yet, you know, cause they mm-hmm. because it was still filling. My kids are so excited, you know, to get the pool. Um, it's been years since we had a pool. It's great. So they were like diving in. And I was talking to my neighbor, you know, who had a pool and he was like, um, are there chemicals in there yet? I'm like, no. He's like, do you want some? Uh, it's just water out of the house. I mean, how polluted can it be? We swim, maybe, you know, people swim in lakes. They swim in, in the ocean. I mean, it's not everybody, but there are people who won't. They're so paranoid of germs. And then I think I think it's a big mistake to be that paranoid. Mm-hmm. All right, well, all right, I was telling you about these poems. Okay, I should write a book of poetry. And that's what I'm going to start by saying. Because Jewel put out her book of poetry, A Night Without Armor. And I think you know it, about that, Beth? It's sold incredibly well. It's an all-time poetry bestseller. Yeah. Blank message. All right. Um, okay. Uh, now, Paul McCartney, who, you know, incredible songwriter, mm-hmm. has put out a, a poetry collection entitled Blackbird Singing, Poems and Lyrics. Okay. And they put some samples and see if you could tell. And I said, well, let me see if I could read one. And I was surprised. You know, I figured I could tell. But I was surprised on a couple. Okay, here's one. They both reference massage technique. Now, first of all, that's what caught my eye initially. You're writing a poem about massage? All right. See if you can tell who's who. Which one is Paul McCartney? Which one's Jewel Beth? Okay, you guys can try to tell. Okay, the first one. Ah, so... Japanese masseuse, lie me on a towel and work me till I'm loose. <laughs> okay, give me the other one. The other one is, I wish you could hold me in your arms like oceans and soothe what muscle, what my muscles remember. Okay, I'm going to guess that the first one was McCartney and that the second one was Jewel. What do you think, Tarzan? I agree with that. <clears throat> Nick? I have to agree. Yes, that's right. Paul McCartney is the first one. How freaking embarrassing is that? Well, hmm. I think that when he... My opinion on Paul McCartney is that when he is dealing with music, you know, people throw around that term genius, but I, I would sort of attach that to him when his songwriting is the topic. But outside in interviews, I think it's sort of two different people. Maybe he should write poetry to music. <laughs> All right, well, well, for, well let's, let's go a little further before I... It, Give you my opinion of, of Paul and, and okay and Jewel. Now, on the subject of nipples. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, if I'm sitting there putting my you know, you think that poetry's highbrow. Maybe that's why more people don't do it. Okay. Poem one. The world is full of cripples and rosy nipples. Rosy as dawn, rosy as the first blush of youth. Okay, poem one. Poem two. All sorts of ducks mill slowly round white swans, 
stately black swans, snow-tipped nipple red beaks. Okay, okay. who's who? I'm going to say, <laughs> the first was McCartney and the second one's Jewel. I'm going to go with that again. Dark side? I think the first one is Jewel and the second one is McCartney. Okay. And Nick? I agree with Dave. I agreed with Beth. It isn't that the first one's McCartney. In fact, it is Jewel. Wow. Mm. The world is full of cripples and rosy nipples. This is a bestseller? Yeah. <laughs> Nick, forget about the tag sale. Write a book of poetry, for I God's sake. You could write this crap. <laughs> this is the best-selling poetry book of all time. I can't believe that. All right. Here's one on death. Laughter and salt. It's amazing that they both would talk about death, laughter, and salt. Okay, poem one. Smooth as chalk dust you'd laugh in the face of death and uncertainty. Okay? Mm-hmm. Poem two. Death isn't death, it's life that's jumped off a tall cliff. Tears are not tears. They're balls of laughter dipped in salt. First of all, what's that smell? It's coming from the palms. They stink! <laughs> they stink! Maybe this guy's been knighted! Should be hitting the head! They're taken out of context of, of larger poems, possibly. You think so? Maybe. Should any even portion of it be that bad? No. Okay, so who do you think is who? McCartney Jewel. Dark Side? Jewel McCartney. Nick? Uh, I'm going to say Jewel McCartney, but I hope not or else I'm throwing away all my Beatles records. <laughs> Dark Side Nick are correct. Oh, the first no. one was Jewel, smooth as chalk dust. You'd laugh in the face of death and uncertainty. And Paul McCartney, death isn't death. It's life that's jumped off a tall cliff. Oh, God. I think that's kind of good. It moves well, him. Can, well, run out and buy Blackbird singing. You know what? And that's he's right to use Blackbird singing in the title because that is a, a poem. That song, you know, Blackbird singing the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. I mean, it's beautiful. Okay, and I'll finally one on God. Here's one on God. Okay, first poem. God exists quietly. When I sit still and contemplate the breeze that moves upon me, I can hear him. Poem two, are you there? God, where are you? I am here in every song you sing. Beth? Oh, so it's so tough. Uh, I'm going to go again. <laughs> McCartney Jewel. Dark side. I'll agree this time, McCartney Jewel. And Nick? I'm going to go the other way. Well, Nick would be right. Wow. Poem one, God exists quietly, is Jewel. Nick, you were four for and four. And, and uh, as you know, bad poetry. We should do a thing like uh, Saturday Night Live. We used to have bad opera and mm. bad ballet. We should have bad poetry. Okay, one more from each. Okay, on mullets. First one. Oh, brother squirrel, your tail, my hair, we are one. Yet I must <laughs> eat you. You're making that up. <laughs> and poem two. Short like your schooling, long like your prison sentence, the penal haircut. Beth? Stop it. You're making that up. That's not in there. <laughs> it's from a list of mullet poems. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I knew that McCartney actually swore the mullet for a while, but... Oh, you know Jewel had one some point oh. along the way. She was living in a car, for God's sakes. Okay. Anyway, I just I read this on his side. I have to share it. They're, they're not very good. Well, what's weird is I think that McCartney's lyrics are 
Very nice. See, His I song think, lyrics. Yeah, but pre, pre Beatle lyrics. Oh. I don't think wing lyrics oh, are very good. Maybe I'm oh. amazed is such a sweet song. Oh, okay. Baby, I'm amazed. We love me all the time. Baby, I'm amazed. Wait, okay. It's, I think for the most part, though, that Lennon or the spirit of John Lennon kept him in check. I don't know. I mean, I think that Paul McCartney gets short shrift. And I'm not, obviously, John Lennon's fabulous, and that debate will rage on. But I think in his own right, he certainly proved that he was quite a songwriter. Oh, what are you kidding? No, no, I'm not going to say he wasn't a great songwriter. The guy's unbelievable yeah. tunesmith. But I think he kind of gets sappy and silly and that, you know, he needed to be edited. Mm -hmm. And Lennon, and vice versa. I think that Paul... You know, uh, Paul brought out the best in John Lennon as well. You listen to any of their solo albums, they were successful. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, with the, occasionally, yes, they're being imagined, you know, and occasionally be a baby, I'm amazed. You know, you would say, up to snuff with the old stuff. But for the most part, they were nothing compared to what they were as Beatles sure. when they, were, they had each other to work off of, you know. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? I just want to pick this up. Jay from Middlebury, if you're still on the phone. Jay, you there? Oh, uh, yes, I am. Yeah, you're calling about that email that I read about going to the bathroom? Yeah, that is that is straight out of a George Collin routine. I mean, directly out. It's paraphrased from uh, You Are All Disease. It's uh, his tour he did last time around. Uh, directly. Uh, you know what? Uh -huh. You know what? Because I, I'm, and I believe you because at the end I didn't read it. He quoted George Carlin at the very end. I, th I threw it in the recycling bin already, but he actually said, and as George Carlin says, and he has a quote. So the whole thing he stole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it sounds like Carlin himself. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was still an interesting point being made, but but thanks for outing that guy who didn't sign his name anyway. All right. Thanks, Jay. Okay. Well, we'll take a break. Come back, and I've got some uh, D-mail reactions here to uh, my motorcycle story yesterday, uh, as you might imagine. Although the reactions, dare I say, are fairly kind, and I appreciate that because I think. I, well, I'll, I'll talk about when I get back why I, I you know, uh, there's multiple reasons for outing myself, okay? All right, stick around for more D-Signer Radio. DML's next. What do we learn today is on the way, and we've got a pair of invitations to D-Day 2 happening Friday to give away with what do we learned today, so start thinking now. This is D-Signer Radio. It's Radio 104. Whoops, hit the wrong button there, Dark Side. There we go. D-Signer Radio. Show me Dark Side's nipple. <laughs> What did I say? Nipple. Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Hey, did you invite Dibble to the celebration on Friday? Yeah, he's invited. He, well, he's he got to do his right show, so... Yeah, we, he said he's going to do his best to make it, but uh, we gave him a bunch of passes. Cool. Go and get his ass down there. His show's on until 1 o'clock, right? Yeah, he's got a Porsche. He could drive quickly That's true. back there. Yeah, he likes to wallow in the adulation of the listeners. We'll tell, him, we'll tell everybody who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, dibs. Hey, tomorrow i got a... Um, Sorry, I know, I noticed that is so disgusting <laughs> when you eat on the air. Right. You make me sick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't care, D, but I'm just trying to look out for you because people can be nasty when they write letters. Yeah, they expect that from me. 
<laughs> from the guy with the bone in my ma- in my yeah. front of my face on the album cover. Tomorrow, Mudbone's going to be out and about two different locations. Wednesday and two different locations on Thursday. He'll have uh, a limited amount of D-Day 2 invitations to give away. Secret locations. Listen to D-Snyder Radio tomorrow. Find out where the hell Mudbone is when he's cold chilling in the Radio 104 Sequoia. (laughs) Nick's words, not mine. All right, so uh, look for him. And Sean... Later today, Sean's going to be at the New at New Britain Stadium from 5:30 to 7:30 p.m. the for the Connecticut Wolves soccer game, and Sean's going to have D-Day invitations with him as well. Yep. Okay. Of course, limited amount. We have a thousand guests. That sounds like a lot. Let me tell you something. We're just about out of invitations. We've been giving away like wild people. All right. So check out Sean, and don't forget, Nick's having his tag sale today. From four to seven in Manchester three at one eighty five. What is it? Yeah, three, three to seven. Three three to seven. One eighty five Pine Street in the Velvet Mill Building Two. Take three at three eighty four East or West. Get off at the Hartford Road exit and uh, at the Dairy Mart. Turn onto Pine Street and you will see signs because the uh, one hundred four team. We'll have signs there. And if you go to Radio104.com, there are directions there. Head on over. Grab a piece of radio history. How's that sound, Nick? Thank you, dear. Snap up a piece of radio history. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you throw out that box with all the junk in it and the $2, $4 worth of quarters and stuff? Or you still yeah. got that? No, that's up for sale. Good. <laughs> Sell that box. That's sort of like a grab bag. You have a grab bag. Mm. Just That's like a put, good idea. you don't have to wrap the stuff. Just like put a box yeah. with a hole in the top, and for like a quarter of a buck, you stick your hand in, you can grab something and pull it out. People love you, grab bags. Oh, cool. You don't know what it is. You have a mix. You got a free. <laughs> take your life in your hands. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I do have a little email reaction to stuff. Why don't we give a little music, my answer for the hell of it? First, I'd like to take a moment to thank some people who wrote nice letters, nice things to Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. And people like Nyla, and I just want to say you're welcome, Nyla, and uh, and Share. I'm glad you're listening again. Apparently, after she watched Strangeland, she couldn't listen for a couple of weeks. I understand because my voice was freaking her out. Tim from Meriden, like Cat. Uh, I want to say thank you to them. Kathy Young from Shelton, welcome to the show. She's a new listener, new disciple. Thank you. Hey, Bud. Uh, Oh, he had the idea of uh, sticking a different, uh, letting different people on the show of us behind Darkseid's fart machine mm-hmm. for a day to see how, how, you know, we would let us have our revenge on Darkseid. What? Uh, it's a good idea, but I don't know if Darkseid will ever relinquish the controls. Nope. He's bigger than all of us. <laughs> yes. WT and uh, Mickle Fokker, uh, yeah. a.k.a. Seabone, I should say. Uh, Oasis Cat Kel, thank you all. Cage, see, you, thanks a lot, man. See you on the road. He's got a badass '69 Camaro. And uh, Jennifer, uh, she says, "What the hell is up with having House of Hair on at such a ridiculous hour? 11 a.m. 11 p.m. on a Saturday night? That's 80s rock time. It's too late. You're too old." And thank you to the infamous me. Appreciate that as well. But now on to some reactions to things we've been talking about. 
on D Snyder Radio. Quite a few people wrote about my story about running out of gas on my motorcycle. Uh, Dave Sylvia from Seymour, Connecticut says, D, funny story with the bike, man, but you shouldn't feel like a total ass. I've seen worse. I've done stupid things with my computer before. Thanks for commiserating, Dave. Somehow I I don't think it's as embarrassing pushing a motorcycle on the road, see, as opposed to rebooting your computer or something like that. Unless but. you're actually carrying your computer up the street. <laughs> yeah, but I do. He tells the whole story. I, I appreciate the commiseration. Uh, AJ, the conservative, says, uh, D, I was thinking, if you already haven't, that you should start a riding group. I'm sure that a lot of your peeps ride. It would be pretty effing cool to be motoring down 91 with like 50 riders, all with the Euros on their helmets or jackets. It's not a bad idea. Have you done the highway yet? Me? I've been staying off the highway. That's probably good for a while. For now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still a new dry, a new rider and, you know, I'm getting comfortable with it. And, and that's not, to me, what getting the bike was all about. It was about country roads, you know what I mean? About just tooling down, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, trees all around you, not tons of traffic. Sitting out there taking your life in your hands with tractor trailers isn't why I got a bike. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you have to deal with some of those roadways in order to get where you want to go, you know, to get to these special places. But right now, I drive slow around my driveway. <laughs> it's like a cir it's circular drive. So I go up and the driveway out and around the corner and come back in again. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's why I ran out of gas in front of my house. It was even more embarrassing. Uh, Michelle Z says, uh, subject D comes clean. D, I felt so bad for you this morning while you were talking about your bike troubles over the weekend. However, when you came clean about what the problem really was, I laughed so loud that people came over to see what I was laughing about. Uh, let's see. Uh, slag from Waterbury writes, since you picked an American ride, well, it says, subject, we'll let it go for now since you picked an American ride, an Indian, and you are D. Snyder. On behalf of Peeps Bikers everywhere, we'll let this minor faux pas go for we have all been there. Thank you for admitting that slag because I know... Many people have had embarrassing moments. Jay from SHHS said, What I learned today was, from the story you told, it sounded like you should be wearing a hockey helmet instead of a black half helmet, you silly bastard. Brutal. <laughs> Lee Retard. <from> Must <laughs> Again, Dark Side? Retard. Lee from Mustangs Unlimited, who's a car guy, uh, says he laughed his ass off when he heard the story, but he himself has had a similar problem. He has a 66 Mustang convertible that was in storage. Wanted to take it out for a ride, turned the key, fired up, ran for 20 seconds, sputtered and stalled. So he spent two hours troubleshooting until his wife walked outside and says, is there any gas in the car? Oh, that's, that's even <laughs> and worse. And then he checked and there he's, was none. He's a mechanic. Yeah, so... <laughs> Two hours. I checked everything. I've dropped the transmission. Uh, seems okay. Out of gas. Prophet says it took a lot of balls to tell that story, but he bets I'll never let it down. Thanks, Prophet. Now on to a different subject. Regarding the biggest band in the world in the 80s, Beth, you are absolutely right. U2 was the biggest drawing, money-making band of the 80s. The numbers bear it out worldwide. No other band came close to the attendance records that U2 held, and many of those records still stand today. Wait, you can't find they, the statistics, Darcy. 
says they deserve it. They were the only band of the 80s with something to say besides welcome to the jungle. <laughs> that was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. No, there's meanings behind that. I used man. to love her, but I had to kill her. That was her. about his freaking dog. Come on, the guy was sorry. Ooh, that's, I didn't know it was that deep. It was about his dog. <laughs> well, Ed does say, hey, <laughs> Look at relax, Dark, Dark Side. Side. G&R was a great band to be sure, but not even close to what you two did. Oh, that's says, true. I Dark Side is Scottish, right? Well, the Irish and the Scots never saw eye to eye anyway, so I guess the battle rages on. It's from Ed Riley. Like right, I said, so GNR, they're, they're pretty good, but pretty good? they just couldn't bring in the Come attendance. On. Respect where respect is due. They were one of the greatest <laughs> bands of, of our time. Oh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Beth Lockwood. <laughs> I mean, come on. Tell you what GNR means to me. I'm going to read this letter again, the Twilight Zone letter, because okay. it was referencing this time period when we were talking about our weekends. I read it earlier because it was very good, Dark Side. So, subject, welcome to the Twilight Zone. We read, Like I said, I read this earlier. It says... Um, it has been becoming increasingly apparent to me that the closer we get to D-Day 2, the weirder things get. Dark Side Music Maestro. All right. Give me a little Twilight Zone action here to be appropriate. Since I said Twilight Zone four times already. <laughs> you find yourself a bit out of sorts. But you've crossed over with no harm. A sign catches your eye. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. I present to you the following facts. Darkside Dave has cleaned up and is losing weight. D has done something, the motorcycle incident, so shameful that Nick laughs at him. Beth has almost come to blows with an angry old midget woman. Little person for you politically correct people out there. And on Monday's show, Nick went for almost an entire, uh, entire radio show without offending a large group of people. Up until that Puerto Rican shower remark. Continue to say, I must say that this is really unusual happenings for D. Snyder Radio. Will we see Miss Lockwood drink urine before the week is done? Probably not. But it sure is fun to sit back and see what precipitates. Once again, keep up the great work. Clark's brother, Griswold. Some people think we need a vacation. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Things are getting weird. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a letter that says uh, regarding uh, Euro spotting, the Euro sticker. From Jay Suffer says, D, the other day after work, I decided to get some grub at a fine upscale establishment. You may have heard of it. Hooters. So I was sitting at the bar enjoying my buffalo shrimp and Heineken, just kind of looking around blankly when I noticed a D euro on the metal chimney thing above the stoves. I noticed a second one about eight feet to the left. Being an avid listener of the show, I felt immediately more at home in this fine establishment. Hooters, Hooters. Kudos to Hooters of Milford for their fine food and good taste. Yes, I put those up when I was, last time I was down there. Oh, yeah, when when you're working the bar? (laughs) Good go. Um, Okay. And uh, this land, oh, what was, wait a minute, Janice from West Haven's got a question for Dar- about Dark Side. Yes, Janice, what is it? Well, let me just start by saying I love GNR's first album. I was a big fan. I saw them a couple of times in the clubs in New York when I was going to school. Not okay. a U2 fan. I admit they're a good band. It's just not my music. Mm-hmm. But how could Dark Side <laughs> ever think that GNR could compete with U2 and how big they were when they couldn't even put out their second album within eight months of their <laughs> what did it take them to put out Use Your Illusion? About three years? And it still sucked 
it happened. Oh my, it, was it sucked. Are you album? insane? It's oh, that album. He's going nuts. You know, Janice is right. That album should have been a one. If that was one album instead of two, it would have been a really good album. But they, You're oh my, insane. It was self it was self indulgent. You man. guys are crazy. Self-indulgent? <laughs> Axel is kind of a head case, Dark Side Day. The one album that I will admit may have Thank been... Thank you, Janice. ...may have Thanks been a slight mistake was the Spaghetti Incident. Okay, yeah, that what? was, you know... It was all a bunch of cover songs and stuff, and, uh, you know, it was it all was right. It was cool. Yeah, it was... I don't know. It was all right, but uh, Use Your Illusion was a mistake. It was... It sucked. You guys are nuts. That, those were two of the greatest well, I mean, albums. here you have a person who's not a YouTube fan. You can't argue with the numbers and the information. That's, I was only uh -huh. talking about the numbers, Dark Side. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, I like U2 better than Guns N' Roses, mm -hmm. but... Oh, no, you don't, you don't say. But I don't hate Guns N' Roses. Right. No, that's fine. That's I fine. I said I have Appetite for Destruction. Do you have any U2 records? So no. I'm, see, I'm trying to come over to your Josh side a little. <laughs> Josh, yeah. <laughs> come on, you got it hidden away there. All right, last letter. Subject, greetings from Longmeadow. Remember the other day I was saying, how come we never hear from anybody from Longmeadow and we don't have a Euro location in Longmeadow and considering one of their own is there? Well, this person says, I'm writing because I work in East Longmeadow with a bunch of people that Nick went to school with. Funny thing is, no one else seems to listen to the show. <laughs> and when I ask about Nick and talk about how funny he is, they just laugh and won't give me details about him as a Lancer or what he was like in school. Faggot! Stoner was all I got. They say he was a stoner. No, I think it's just your voice that makes people... That makes people These are people went that. to school with. So my boss finally brought in her yearbook so I would shut up. Ask Nick what his yearbook quote was. He says, I think Nick's a cutie. And, uh, but she says he brought in a yearbook to, to show him the picture. I officially declare today as appreciate Nick Lentino day at work. <laughs> okay. Thanks for considering. Uh, she says, thanks, Cree. So what is your quote? What is your quote in your yearbook? Let Nick? me guess. I'm going to guess it's from everything the you got and do it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anything for a buck? I'm Beth, funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Yeah. That's what do you think is? What do you think it was? I'm gonna guess that it's something from The Grateful Dead. You're right. Oh, oh that's gay. Oh, that was a wild guess. Yeah, seriously. Everybody yeah. puts song quotes. Mm-hmm. You're right. Something from the dead. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh. I, I, well, he was. I mean, he was gonna put "I want to rock," but. When you want cattle, take the cattle. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. Yeah, well, why didn't little, I use that, that little, for my lawn? No, I would have liked that one. That was a good one. I know. We went to high school. You All can't right. go back. What was your quote? Um... Nothing left to do but smile, well, smile, smile. No, 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 no. It was kind of, it was kind of queer, but I really, I, I thought it was a cool quote. It was, um, you, you needn't gild the lily, offer jewels to the sunset. Everything promised is delivered to you. See, your name's Gay Fox. <laughs> and it's really worked out. <laughs> I think I got the antithesis of that yeah. quote. <laughs> Could you read that? Can you repeat that? 
You needn't gild the lily, offer jewels to the sunset. Everything promised is delivered to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which uh, really didn't um, work out. So. Hey, there's still oh, time. That's a bad quote. But yeah, that's when I used to be smart. And then, but uh, yeah, I wasn't a stoner in uh, in uh, high school at all. I, I mean, think your voice makes people think that. I delved in some different things in college and stuff, but I wasn't in you high school. You were walking around the basement with a with a joint behind your ear. Well, that was uh, that was when I was home from college. <laughs> oh. That wasn't in high school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, John from Waterbury's on the phone, but he's got a question about Strange Land. Hey, John, email it to me because we're doing Ask D tomorrow, and I don't really have time to take the call right now. I uh, appreciate your interest, though. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a quote. Oh, mine. I, I don't remember. I, so I don't did have you my have, yearbook. You didn't have one of those blank spaces under your picture, did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have my yearbook. I don't have. You didn't get a yearbook? I didn't buy one. No, I didn't go to my prom. That's so sad, D. I did not look back fondly on high school. I guess then to me maybe it was a better. to me it was a gauntlet. Hmm. You know, it was something to get through, get over, and get on my life. I don't look back. I don't, I don't play the glory days game. Well, your oh. yeah, your quote the, is actually Nick's quote has actually worked out for you. Yeah, seems. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, but yeah, mine was gonna be f you all. <laughs> yeah, but did you? I mean, there are certain people who get you know picked on and shoved around or even ignored, and then you know uh, you know they get stronger from that and move on. But it seems like you were pretty aggressive the other way. Like anybody? No, I was non-existent. People, people even know I was alive. Well, you said you went, to, you went to your reunion and people didn't even know that you had gone to their school. Yeah, they knew, <laughs> they knew who I was, but they didn't know I went to school. <laughs> yeah, but you talk a lot and you, you're a guy. Yeah, but I guy. didn't deal with anybody. I didn't socialize. I had my circle of people, the choir, and uh, that was it. Hmm. And, uh, and my few friends, and that was it. You know, my musician friends. It was huh. kind of weird. To be a be a non entity in your in your school. Yeah, but I could see you as much as yeah, I I could see you being friends with athletes. So see, I, I don't understand that really. I wasn't. Now I'm now I'm like uh, you know of course now I'm like what do they call it? what do they say uh, uh, like a, a legend in Baldwin High School in Long Island. People talk about it. You know the claim to fame as I went there. F you. F you all. Who needs you? Y'all suck. <laughs> Who's sorry now? Huh? Who's happy now? Huh? He still Who's has got it going on now? Moi. Still has a little anger. Big losers. <laughs> Big effing losers, all of them. Okay. Not quite over it. Not <laughs> at your dad, not at me. I forgive you. Let's change the subject. <laughs> Is it hot like Don't mention Baldwin High School. Okay. Time for what do we learn today? Give us a call right now at 860-666-4444. Join the party. Win invitations to D-Day 2 this Friday, 6 a.m. at Six Flags, New England. We are celebrating two years of D. Snyder Radio in Hartford, kicking ass. Life is good, okay? Call now. Join the party. We'll see you in a bit. Stick around. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Call D now. Set thing of on. 666-4444. You know what we Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104.
gets me about Guns N' Roses is that <laughs> Axel's got the audacity to go out on the road with nobody in the band but himself. Well, he's he's an egomaniac. And call it Guns N' Roses. Rose and Roses. I didn't even do that. <sighs> and I didn't have a slash in the band. I mean, you know. That dude was awesome. You're not kidding. Half man, half animal. <laughs> That's what he said. Half man, half beast. That's how we introduced him at one of the on their MTV show. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Dark Side? Uh, that I do, my friend. Half man, half. I, mean, I watched that show. I went and bought the record the next day. I was yep. impressed. Good stuff. Half man, half beast. Good stuff. Flash. And uh, thanks to CR Chop. CR Chop. There's a new listener to the show as well on the East End of Long Island. Glad you like it. Oh, this is a funny letter though. This is from Salamanda. Says. Do you think there will ever be a link on your website for us peeps to see the Chewbacca dance you always talk and laugh about? I purposely wait to take my break at work just to hear the sound clip each day. Go Dark Side Dave. We should have a Chewbacca dance link. We should, all, we should, we should film it and put it on there. <laughs> all of us doing the dance. That That'd be pretty fun. funny. <laughs> like, what was that, that uh, dance thing? Was it hamsters? Hamsters Hamster dance. and Jesus. In Jesus' dance, we have Chewbacca dance. Except it should be all of us doing a little dance. Maybe we'll work on that. Okay, time now to do some singing. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. All right, we are playing for invitations to D-Day 2. This is an exclusive exclusive event. Can't just waltz in there. So make it good. Let's talk to Carl from Ansonia. Good morning, Carl. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? What'd you learn today, Carl? Well, I learned the five-year-old Romanian boy decided he would follow his father's footsteps and eat his mother's cat. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well said, Carl. I mean, well said. I was a little nervous there for a second, but uh, <laughs> but that was well delivered. Yeah, apparently, four-year-old. That's the story. He str- strangled it and then tore it apart and ate it. They didn't even believe it until they found the fur in his mouth and they pumped his stomach and found pieces of the cat in there. Boys under observation. Took the old man literally. Oh, hi, Beth. Hi. Uh, what did you learn today? I about? learned that we finally have discovered Dark Side Dave's Achilles heel, and that is anything negative spoken about Guns N' Roses. He can take anything else, anything about his feet or his teeth falling out or his checkered past, anything, but you say, one derogatory word about Guns N' Roses. He rolls his eyes. He throws up his hands. He can't even believe anybody would say anything. I just don't he think freaks. it's fair. I don't think it's right. He can't handle the truth. No, I can handle the truth. And you, you can't guys, handle it. You guys hey. can't handle the truth. Well, I, I'm not denying that they were... You can't handle the truth! They were decent, but decent? they certainly weren't the best oh. band of my generation. Decent? decent? Let me tell you something about decent, okay? You two was decent at best. (laughs) Whatever. See, I mean, you're not going to change my opinion on them. I'm not going to get upset. Darkseid once turned down all sex from Troll when she (laughs) said something bad about GNR. I certainly would have. 
Are you kidding me? They were flash in the pan, man. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> they, the in band the imploded because Axl Rose is a head case. There's more talent in Axl's pinky than there is in the entire Grateful Dead catalog, for oh God's sake. God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, let's uh, moving on, channel. Tim. Tim from Milford's <laughs> on the phone. He's gonna die. He can't Sorry, take Tim. It. He's fuming. Hey, Tim. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you guys doing? Good. What did you learn today? Well, what I learned was from the recap, but if you open up your gas tank and flush it around, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, you might have a filed spark plug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, God. You better check on that. Oh, man, the shame. You know, uh, and it is a reservoir in the thing. So if I realized I ran out of gas, I could have just opened it up and rolled it's home. Just, it's just this little knob you got to flip over, solves all your problems. <laughs> man, oh, man, I feel so stupid, I got to tell you. Hold on, Tim. Oh, God. Well, I wanted to show people that, you know. You're just a human being. Yes, I'm a human being, a regular regular guy people do stupid things just like i told you i told you brett michaels told me about is it most one of his most embarrassing moments with pamela anderson i told you guys that yeah how his bike well he didn't run out of gas but his bike broke down when he broke down i mean it happens and there he was he's riding with pamela anderson their first date and his bike craps out didn't run out of gas well maybe he didn't own up to that but he said it was so embarrassing sitting on the side of the road you know, and trying to get his bike to run again. It happens. Embarrassing moments. So, Dark Side Dave. Yeah, everybody dance. Elbows up. Extended. Wing formation. Well, you're not dancing today, Dark Side? You're no, too mad? I'm pissed. I'm <laughs> upset with you people. Well, what I learned was um, that I'm also a little upset with Jean Stapleton from uh, All in the Family. She can't even, like, just blow off whatever she's doing just for one day to go pay respects to an, an awesome, great actor who just passed away, Carol O'Connor. That's a bummer. They probably would say that, you know, Carol was a consummate actor and a serious actor, and they say the show must go on. That's, that is the saying. Mm. They believe, you know, they, they believe that another actor would want them to perform. I remember when AJ's, my, my drummer's father, died the day he died. He did it, he played a show. Because he knew his dad would want him to play. Played for his dad. Never played better that, than, than that day. If Axel died, Slash would be there. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Out of respect. Do they even With get along? Snake Pit. I don't think they can along too well. The no. two yeah, has not. stayed a remained a tight unit for over 20 years. Well, you know, no. I'm not going to go there, but... <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk to Jamie from North Haven. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, D. How you doing, buddy? What did you learn today? I learned today that Dark Side's fantasy is to be bent over his sound machine. That's a rose behind him singing sweet Dark Side of Mine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Oh, sweet dark side of mine. There it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He's real. You're really mad. It's not a gay thing, for God's sake. It's the music. <laughs> well, I can't it, believe you're taking it so seriously. How can you let people push your buttons like this? It's I don't know. It's just the music I grew up on. I kind of look oh back on God, it. Oh my God, you're memories. such a wuss. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your blood, Whatever, your blood pressure's going up. Your face is all I'm red. Getting, I'm, yeah, I'm pissed. Wow. <laughs> Nick? Mm. 
Oh, this goes. This is one of the first. Remember this? And what a moon, yeah. Oh, you little mouse, so won't well, you go away? Yeah. Well, uh, what'd you learn? I learned how to, uh, I'm learning how to parlay, and today, you know, hopefully things will go well with the tag sale that I'm having this afternoon from 3 to 7 p.m., 185 Pine Street in Manchester, Connecticut. Directions are on our website at radio104.com. Uh, but... Everything must go. Yeah. But, uh, I heard that, you know, some people are forced to make money in ways that might you know, not be socially acceptable, like hooking in the right red light district. But, um, you know, if you or Beth were ever to visit the area, um, you know, and I was hooking out there, I would not feel shame, you know? You a man <laughs> You mean if I were out looking for a hooker? And yeah. I stumbled upon you. <laughs> <laughs> Just something that I would have to do. You yes. feel shame. So. It's well, a far-fetched scenario, but... Yeah. But that's very different than a husband going out for <laughs> prostitute and finding his wife. Yeah, but, you know, you guys are family all like, so, you know, I, I would not be embarrassed. I'm just telling you that right now, too. I wouldn't be embarrassed. Is this like, are you warning Gus, you know, in case we see you by the roadside flagging cars down? <laughs> well, I am moving to the ghetto, so, oh, okay. in the hooking area, so, uh, yeah, hey. you might find me out there. It's the, it's the world's oldest, oldest profession. That's right. Now, let's talk to Matt from Long Island. Phoning in all the way from Long Island. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How you doing? We're doing good, man. So what'd you learn today, Matt? Well, I learned that if Nick's tag sale doesn't go well today, that he's not going to be able to make up the money by streaking at Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Beth had a story there that yeah. they have placing bets. Thanks, Matt. Uh, they take Well, they usually take bets on people streaking, but they found that people were placing bets that somebody would streak, and then they take their clothes off and run across <laughs> the field. So uh, they're no longer taking that bet. Well, we're hopeful that the tag sale is going to go well. Well, I learned from Dave Navarro that Jane's addiction is going to be out there on the road. They're, they're touring. I don't think they have a new CD, and that was kind of a surprise when we first found out about it. I actually heard that they're touring with Weezer. Jane's addiction and Weezer. Yeah, they are. Is that right? Yep. They just played yeah. this past weekend. Right, so... All right, let's uh, read him and weep. What do we got there, Sean? All right, Carl from Ansonia learned that the four-year-old Romanian boy decided to follow in his father's footsteps, and he ate his mother's cat. Tim from Milford learned that if you open up your gas tank and swish it around and you don't see anything, then you probably have bad spark plugs. <laughs> Jamie from North Haven learned that Darkseid's fantasy is to be bent over the fart machine with Axl Rose behind him singing Sweet Dark Side of Mine. <laughs> and finally, Matt from Long Island learned that if Nick's tag sale doesn't go well today, Nick won't be able to make up his money by streaking at Wimbledon. Oh, no longer taking bets. Hmm. Dark side, you want Jamie, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Got my vote. I go with Jamie. Uh, no, I don't know. What do you think, Beth? Uh, I'm pretty good today. I know they are. I do it. See, I would vote for Tim. See, if he's, he's making a joke at my expense. I thought that one was show. funny, too. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it. Take it on the chin, so to speak. Tim, you're the man. Sweet. I can take I can take it. I'm not like Dark Side. It gets all oh, freaked I out. Plenty. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Dark Side's got a little crying noise over there because uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you need some crying out of that uh, fart machine, man. <laughs> yeah, is this soft? You definitely got a weak spot here. Yeah, we take it like men. You take it like a little girly. <laughs> a little girl. When's the Gino I, 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 I grew up on Guns N' Roses, too, but I can take criticism about him without whining. Jeez. All right, when's the Guns N' Roses army going to finally like <laughs> email? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hold on, They've Tim. We'll get your information. <laughs> Hold on, man. Okay, uh, Carl, Matt, Jamie, well played, but not today. Okay, uh, the GNR Army. <laughs> Didn't they? Aer, well, Aerosmith had the Air Force, I believe. Does what does what does Guns N' Roses have? The militia? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something. Ragtag uh. band. <laughs> Rebels. Don't worry. Maybe tomorrow there'll be an outpouring of email. Oh, People I'm sure stand there behind will you. Be. <laughs> All the members of Moonchild. <laughs> no, and uh, and what was the other one? Extreme. Ex Explicit. Explicit. Yeah. They'll they'll be coming. Out. All right. Thank you, Dave Navarro, for uh, phoning us and uh, and talking to us on the phone. Dave's got a new solo CD entitled "Trust No One." Check that out. The new single is called Rexall. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, a brand new On the Road with Mudbone, Sagan's Evas with Psycho Dan, Ask D. Snyder Radio. Be sure to get your questions in if you've got one on your mind, because it's going to be our last one before we get back from our vacation in July. Uh, and Mudbone will be on the road himself, out and about in the state of Connecticut. Listen in, find out where he is, because he's going to have a limited amount of D-Day invitations to give away. Also, Sean, where are you going to be later today? I'm uh, going to be at the stadium in Bristol for the Connecticut Wolves soccer team. In, you know, have in Bristol? Invitations. I'm, I'm sorry, not Bristol. I'm New Britain. Okay. <laughs> New Britain New, Stadium. Uh, New Connecticut Britain. Wolves. I'll have D-Day invitations, T-shirts, What CDs. time? What time? 5.30 to 7.30. He's new at this. Give him a break, Nick. Give him a break. I'm helping him out. And our very own Nick will be appearing in his apartment <laughs> for Nick's tag sale slash kegger from 3 to 7 p.m. Everything must go. The address is 185 Pine Street, Manchester, Connecticut. Velvet Mill, Building 2. Go online to Radio104.com for specific directions. Look for signs once you get uh, to Pine Street, to his apartment. And, uh, you know, pick up a piece of radio history, Connecticut radio history. I think, you know, I think that guy from a Connecticut School of Broadcasting himself is going to be there. I, I think so. Because uh, you, you were a grad, right, of C, uh, CSB? Yes, I was. So it's coming down. Be there and <laughs> yeah, don't I sound like Helping you auction off stuff at the uh, <laughs> Nick's apartment. It's history right there. Grab it up. All right. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Will Cow's up next, and he's wearing sunglasses in the building, so he's in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. Have a great day.